Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys. With Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay, great. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. It's Sunday. That means it's time for some 3G5 action in the hazy. Welcome to the show. Uh, roll call. We got Miles. Hello, Miles. What? My, my bad. I'm still on push the top. Oh, oh well, that's all right. Hi. Uh, Michelle is here as well. Hello, Michelle. Yes, I am. Glad to be here. All right. As well as Curtis. Hello. Hey. Hit me up in the chat, folks. I can get you a really good deal on some affordable feet picks I took today. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Put those up on eBay. And, of course, last but not least, the Suze. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. So you're... glad to see all y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah, you cut, cut in and out there, but you're, you're doing okay now. Much better. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, sad bit of news. Uh, I, I let's get the sadness out of the way first. Uh, you remember our top superhero lists that we did the other day? Yep. yep. Uh, well, my top superhero, Black mm. Panther. Unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman, who was perfect, perfect in that role, uh, has passed away from colon cancer at the age of forty-three. Uh, absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, he was such, you know, he played other African-American icons like Jackie Robinson and James Brown. Um, he was a wonderful, beautiful human being. Uh, and uh, he, his legacy, as short as it was, um, will not soon be forgotten in, in Hollywood and beyond. Uh, because uh, the one of his last messages, well, one of his last tweets was in support of Kamala Harris. Uh, yeah. Which uh, she tweeted so, out a very, very nice uh, tribute to him uh, as well uh, after his passing because they were actual <laughs> friends. Um, and uh, one thing, I got a couple bits of audio I want to play. And this was also one of the last messages he played, which I think is really uh, important to share with everybody. Uh, it's only a minute long, but this is one of his last messages he shared. Anything else you want to say from your heart? All of that, that 70 million um, group of young people who will come out and vote. I believe in you. I think you can turn um, our nation around. You can make it live up to what it's supposed to do. It's, it's not just that you're the future. You're actually the present. You're actually... Um, what we're supposed to be at this moment and the fact that you have a voice the fact that you can have a say you know you vote for whoever you want for vote for what you believe in but i believe that the majority of you can see what's actually happening and you want things to change so i say all that to say you know thank you in advance for um 
for your input and the victory um, that is to come. Uh, just a beautiful sentiment from a beautiful human being. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. I'm just curious. The 70 million number is that a prediction of the turnout, or is that a what's that number? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, okay. the, yeah, I, I'm not real certain. Um, but it probably that I'm assuming that's probably what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I uh, you know just. That movie was so perfect. That movie was so perfect. I know there were there were some issues with it, but I mean it did so well in the theaters and it was such a a different yeah. kind of vision for a superhero movie. And of course, you know, that was Jack Kirby, uh Jack Kirby's vision uh of a, a really cool and interesting character that wasn't like anything else and you know um, granted, Jack Kirby was Jewish, but uh, you know, uh, I think he wanted to try and stick up for all people and show that uh, everybody can be great no matter their background. So, um, but yeah, um, any quick thoughts? Uh, uh, we'll just go around the table on Chadwick Boseman um, <clears throat> before I get to the next one because the next one's the real te- tearjerker. Um, and I hate to do that to everybody, but we're going to do it. So, uh, Susan, I, I know. You know, you've seen the movie, and you've seen you know him in the Avengers films and everything too. Uh, a really fun character. Who once you referred to as Kitty Cat Man? Yes, Kitty Cat Man. Well, you were <laughs> asking me. You were like, "Oh, well, guess what? The, let me tell you about this movie, this new movie, and this is and what character is it? You know some Marvels, and I'm like, dude, I don't know all the Marvel. I pointed characters. at a picture. I pointed at a picture of Black Panther, and you said, "I." I don't know. It's Kitty Cat Man. Yeah. And people at work liked that. They thought it was cute. I did tell um, my friend Dre at work, and he laughed his head off. Yeah. So. Kitty Cat Man. But yeah, yeah, um, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, it was it was really fun, and it was well done, and it was action and an adventure, and, and the costumes were beautiful, and the characters were great, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, but what what he just said, I, that's the first time I heard it, that quote, and, and the new voters are our present, not just our future. You mm-hmm. know, children are our future, but but these people that are 18 and and 20, they're, they're our present. Oh, you, you know what? get out there and vote. That's very inspiring. Maybe I that like number, that. maybe that was number, was people uh, of, who just yeah. came of age since the last election. Maybe that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, he says so. new voters, and and that that's true. I mean, oh, okay. I I was rare and devoted eighteen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, as was know. I. Bring on Dukakis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the year of Dukakis, and and you know they they had just changed it so we couldn't drink for another three yeah. years, but we could we vote at anyway. least. Uh, oh well, no, well, we didn't. It was right, illegal, let's, Curtis. Let's not get into the All weeds right. on that. Or smoke weed because that's still illegal. Uh, Curtis, uh, what are some thoughts on Chadwick Boseman? And you know, I mean that clip you played right there is just—I'm trying to get, not get uh, choked up over it, but not saying a word about the thing that's killing you, and and you find a way to say better words is more heroic than any superhero costume that he could ever have put on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I could sum it up any better than that. Yeah, Michelle. I. I'm sorry. His his death kind of hit me a little hard. It's oh, just, me too. 
because of the circumstances and the um what caused his death yeah so um he's an eloquent speaker um eloquent in his role and he's, he will be missed because he was perfect you know in in that role and he was a he, he just he, he 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 talked at a level that that hit a lot of spots yeah he was a real hero yeah so uh, but you know if you suspect anything please go out and get tested yeah. <laughs> if you Absolutely. catch it early you can survive it yeah yeah uh, miles uh any thoughts yeah that that michelle stole my thunder <laughs> i was <laughs> going to right. talk because just on wednesday just this past wednesday i had a colonoscopy and i came back clean but the point yay, is yay, yay, that's awesome. yay. Yeah, you're a you're adulting well. The, the, and and uh, yeah, the colon on, from the inside, it definitely, it's different. It's like an alien landscape, but I'm kidding. Hold on. Let me get back to the, I want to talk serious here for a second, but because <laughs> um, obviously dying at an age of 43 is way too young. I mean, if you're in your... <sighs> they thought I was young at 51 to have colon cancer. Right, mm-hmm. right. So. And so here's the thing. When, if you have a family history of colon cancer, or, or if there are signs that you're ignoring, I mean, everyone has hemorrhoids. Yes, I know this is true because it says so on the internet. <laughs> but if you see blood, don't just ignore it and think, oh, well, whatever it is, it'll get better. Mm. If it's if it's when you when you see symptoms. You know, and they persist. Don't ignore it. Your body is telling you something. So, it's. I'm not saying that he missed messed up, but it's possible he, he. There were some symptoms that he just didn't. You know, when you're. All right, when you're a man, especially a man. Um, society teaches you to just shut up, bear the pain. Get you know, don't don't cry for you know, don't be a whiner, don't you know, all that sort of stuff like that. Screw that shit. If your body is telling you something, pay attention to it. Um, I couldn't agree more. It it it, it is so important to catch it early because that's what that's yeah, what nails. Yeah, your mic's he, coming he, in a he, little little hot there, Miles. I'm sorry, I'm I'm leaning in because I'm intense. I'm talking right to the <laughs> okay. microphone. Like I'm, I, my apologies. I'll back up a bit. Thanks. Am I, is, is it popping sounds? I, it, I don't have a. No, it's a not popping like sounds. Camera. It's just loud. Go ahead. I continue. I, 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 continue. I, I will just continue. Yeah, just continue. So, pay attention. He at, at, at forty three. He already when they got it, it was at stage three already, and they couldn't stop it from getting to stage four. And at stage four, it goes everywhere. Yeah. That's when the cancer just goes party and just scatters across your yeah. body, and there's no stopping it. Well, so um, I think he was, uh, you know, uh, uh, who knows what his situation was, but uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I've known people in their twenties, and then cancer just pops up and they're gone. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I, no symptoms, I no know signs. Tw- he was like twenty-two in college. Yeah, aneurysm, yeah. So, drop dead, boom, gone. Yeah. Sure, yeah. no warning. 
But uh, so yeah. anyway, I, I want to play this next bit of audio because we got a lot of other things to cover. But this one is very uh, uh, this one's going to punch you guys in the gut a few times. But it's important because this is about what kind of human being he was. All of it's been very personal. Just watching the kids um, experience it. And for me, I would say, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're two, um, two little kids, uh, Ian and Taylor who um, recently passed uh, from cancer. And throughout our filming, I was communicating with them. Black Panther um, was talking about. Knowing that they were both terminal. And, and what they said to me is, and their parents said, they just, they're trying to hold on till this movie comes. Mm. And... To a certain degree, you hear them say that, and you're like, "Like, wow, that's like, I gotta get up and I gotta get up and go to the gym. I gotta get up and go to work. Um, you know, I gotta learn these lines. I gotta work on this accent. Uh, you know, seeing how devoted all of my castmates are, and knowing that 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 will be something meaningful f to them but it's to a certain degree it's, it's a humbling experience because you're like this can't mean that much to them you know but seeing how the world has taken this on seeing how the movement is how it's taken on a life of its own i realized that they anticipated something great and um and i think back now to a kid and just you know uh, waiting for Christmas to come, waiting for my birthday to come, mm. uh, waiting for a toy that was going to, that I was going to get a chance to experience or a video game. I did live life waiting for those moments, mm. and so it put me back in the mind of being a kid, just just to experience those two little boys' um, anticipation of this movie. And when I found out that they. Take your time with it. <sighs> yeah, it's it's it means a lot. Uh, tough to listen to, even the third time. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was beautiful. And, um, you know, to, they, and this is a story we've heard, you know, time and again when, uh, you know, there's a fan who's terminal, like, you know, Game of Thrones or the last Star yeah. Wars movie or whatever, you know, the, the, the actors and filmmakers and crew will do everything they can to try and, yeah, bring some happiness into their lives. So the fact that he was talking to them, the, these boys and their parents, uh, probably still means the world to to those parents and you know the rest of their families so so that's the kind of man he was wow that's that's heavy yeah so uh yeah uh rest in power chadwick boseman uh amen it was it was a hell of a black panther <laughs> sorry Whew. I Anybody? just want to throw in one thing yeah. as someone that um, both of their parents have died of cancer 
cancer is the real evil thing. Cancer is the thing that deserves your hate. We should be spending a lot more time and a lot more money researching it, figuring out how to kill it. That's what we should worry about. I mean, I know that a lot of the things that are going on in the world today are horrible. And, and yeah, everything. There are other things that deserve our attention. But cancer is evil and it deserves your hate. Yeah. And don't make so. cancer jokes. I hate them. So, oh, yeah. That's disgusting. You know. I mean, it just it, it's just so painful because it's taken so much away from yeah. us, you know? Yeah. So it's hurtful. So anyway, uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I'm not always so tough. Um, but uh, a couple couple uh, news items uh, that I wanted to, to get to. Miles, you're going to be excited about this. But the, uh, the first te- uh, teaser trailer for the new Dune movie uh, will mm. be out on September 9th. Uh, and that the, mm. that'll be online September 9th. It'll be in cinemas with Tenet, but I ain't going to a cinema. I don't know about you. Nope. Um, nope. I love Dune, but nope. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, it's, uh, Dennis, uh, uh, I, I don't know how to say his name, but it's, uh, I think, De- uh, Dennis, uh, Villanueva, I think, is the, uh, director of this, and of course, has, uh, uh, Jason Momoa's in it. Uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh, who else? Uh, Dave Batista. So it's got yes. a lot, a lot of genre favorites in there, and they've been They're... premiering some shots of the outfits and stuff. The still suits are not that different than what we saw in David Lynch's Dune, which I found kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. There's uh, the 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 oh, wow. Just the the. It's like a, the act. The list of actors in this is impressive. I mean, it, yeah. it's such a iconic um, sci-fi uh, story, and uh, yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. Oh my God, Duncan Idaho, God. Yeah, yeah, and and oh, oh yeah, and that Josh Brolin is Duncan Idaho. No, he's Gurney Halleck. Oh, Gurney Halleck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ma- Duncan Momoa is Idaho. Is, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. The Dune Dune series, it, it's almost kind of his story, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Duncan Idaho is in about. Oh God, <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to give away spoilers because I'm I, I'm I'm hoping his presence his presence it. is known well throughout. Yeah, so. yeah. But, uh, a, I think a couple of the books he's not in, but yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, um, for good reason. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, man, if they could make this ride out to God Emperor Dune, uh, that would be something. That's, that's Miles Tegg area. Yeah. But, uh, Miles Tegg shows up then. Yeah. So, uh, so this all, I I think we might've just found Miles' super wheelhouse here. Um, so, uh, but I've known this, this I've known. Uh, that's why I wanted to mention it. But yeah, so we're excited. We'll have a viewing party for that that trailer and maybe a few other things uh, when it comes out. Um, so that's exciting. Um, uh, but any anybody else have any thoughts on uh, the upcoming Dune film? I'm looking forward to it. I'm Sorry, I, I'm looking forward to uh, yeah. <laughs> I just am. I mean, I, I can the, tell. The, I, I want I want it to be more like the book than the David Lynch one. Yeah, 
So, uh, but, and uh, I can just, tell your enthusiasm because I think you lean, lean in into your microphone again. How much Mountain Dew have you had today? <laughs> I, I can go have one if I, yeah. yeah. No, Michelle I'm kidding. Michelle has one or two left. I can I'm kidding. One. I'm no. kidding. But Curtis, what were you mm-hmm. going to say about the Dune film? No, just that, you know, I, I, I never read the books and I really love the Dune film. It came out uh, just the, the right time for me. Uh, yeah. Watch it over and over again. Very pretty. Uh, and I, I don't know anything else about it, so yeah. So, I'll be my only advice is that don't read the books until you see the movie, because Very when good. you're reading the books, it it your brain now that you've seen the movie, you can visualize the characters, you can visualize things better, and and then when the story that the books tell is just oh, it's <laughs> so much better. Right on. Uh, what about you, Suze? I know you're a David Lynch fan, and you like the uh, his version. Um, sounds like fun. I'll go see it. I mean, yeah, well, it I made sounds you, great. You know, I'm. And I, I don't have you, any hard and fast opinions about it. Yeah, but go ahead. What? I was, yeah, I was just saying, and I made you watch the sci-fi Dune series as well. At least some of it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I like. I think I read the book back in the day. My brother had it, yeah. So it I read w- the book. Yeah, I but- never. Yeah, there are certain ones that I, I got through a lot of John Carter. Yeah, and um, I, I liked reading that a lot. I think I got through the Dune. Um, I just, yeah, I liked it. Well, yeah, I, and and the thing with um, the sci-fi one, I didn't enjoy that much because it felt too sound studio to me. Hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't as sprawling as the David Lynch one. Um, anything else you want to add, Michelle, before we uh, move on to the next news news item? Well, I like them all for their own unique, um, you know, characteristics. You know, the mm-hmm. linked one, I liked it because it was over the top and crazy. Plus, it had Sting in it. What did I say? <laughs> um, the, the, the sci-fi one was very nice because it was a little more true to the book. The book, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I like both of them. So, there you go. So uh, another bit of news came out. Uh, Keanu Reeves has uh, given up the idea of playing his uh, favorite Marvel character uh, because he's he said the ship has sailed. He's too old. He wanted to play the Frank Miller version of Wolverine, and uh, oh, ain't, ain't gonna happen, Captain. What's up, Bob? <laughs> so, <laughs> so if, but, but thoughts on that? If if that had happened, uh, you know after the Matrix trilogy or something like that. You think it could have worked? Anybody have any opinions on that? From the complete fanboy point of view, Hugh Jackman was not our Wolverine either. Uh, You know, he did a splendid job, and we uh, we all enjoyed it in that way, but you knew deep down, like, he's supposed to be a runt and hairy and way less charming. Hugh Jackman's very charismatic, and that's yes. not one of Logan's traits. Like, it's just not the Logan from the comics. And uh, Keanu Reeves wouldn't have been able to do that either. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, who who is your what kind of actor would have been your pick? Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you could go back to 1953 and get. Uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> Buddy Hackett? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buddy Wolverine. Yeah. Jack Black. I, no. No. Danny DeVito. 
Danny yeah. DeVito. There you go. Does anybody remember Alex Ross actually drew Danny DeVito as Wolverine? I don't know if I can. You can I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. No, that's funny though. Um, but but yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts, Michelle? Would you like to see? Uh, you know, it, it's like it's like Nicolas Cage as Superman. Would would you wanted to see it? No. No Keanu is Wolverine. No, because Keanu, uh, they would have had to do, done a lot of body sculpting with him to pull off a Wolverine character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's like, you know, having Tom Cruise play a vampire, the vampire mm-hmm. Lestat. Oh, wait, that <laughs> tragedy did happen. That was right. horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah, I'm serious, Michael Adam. Keaton played if, Batman with a beer yeah. gut. Uh, well, uh, here, here's the thing, Adam. I'm serious. If Bob Hoskins could have gotten into shape and maybe was a little bit younger, uh, you know, or if they or if they made it like you know in the early '80s or something, I think he would have been perfect for it. You know, so, uh, but yeah, because Wolverine was he was short. He was short. He was only just he was like five foot nothing. Um, what about that patent patent guy? What's his name? Um, patent Patton Oswald. Patent <laughs> sure. Oswald. Yeah. Why not? Um, <laughs> all right. So, last story. Unless anybody else has anything on Keanu as Wolverine, um, the uh, this is this potential spoiler, everybody. So, if you don't want to know, cover your cover your gentle ears. The Suicide Squad two villain may have just been revealed in the recent trailer. So, I'm giving you a second now. I'm going to count to ten. And then I'm going to say it. No, I'm not. I'm just going to say it in a second here. I'm not going to count. <laughs> Counting's dumb. So here we go. Cover yours now. If you don't want to hear, mute the radio. No. It might be the Justice League's villain, Starro. Which could be so amazingly cool because this is, um, it's a great character because basically it's kind of like facehuggers before there were facehuggers, you know? But it's like mind control face huggers. Mm. You know, there's a giant yep. Starro, and then there's all the little Starros that go and slap onto your face and jam a tube down your throat and, uh, you know, and feed you Starro juice or whatever. <laughs> and Ooh, tell uh, me more. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It, it, in the comics, he was a giant. Getting a little disturbed now. He was a giant blue and purple starfish. With a big red eye, uh, big red and white eye, and uh, yeah, and basically, if he slapped a little star on your face, you became part of his hive mind. So Ooh. that could work so well with a huge cast of characters, right? Um, or, or if they play it off, there have been recent iterations of Star where Star will attach onto you, and people don't know. Like a little Starro, uh, um, or or it'll attach on your back or something like that, so it's not as blatant as them being on your face. But they could, you know, there's a lot of different ways they can play it. And the reason why people are saying it is because they think they see a small Starro in the trailer. And another thing too is because it's this thing's so comic book accurate with most of the costumes. You know that's getting a lot of hype right now too. How com- you know how comic accurate these costumes are? We weren't the only people talking about that. Um, so you know uh, to see a big blue and purple Starro in this world would be brilliant. After all the muted Zack Snyder tones we we got used to seeing all the damn time, 
seeing this and Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, you know, with all the bright colors and everything, that's going to be great. So, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman 84. So, uh, yeah, any thoughts on Starro? Uh, we we got to get going to the break, though, because we got so much other stuff to do. I think we should do one of our games next to keep the, you know, to since I, since I was such a downer in the in the beginning of the show. So uh, who wants okay. to go? Uh, but any any thoughts on Starro before uh, we make that decision? I must confess, I am horrifically ignorant of well, Starro. If you, yeah, yeah if you, I am too. I recognize the face, but yeah, I mean the the, the design, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, but now Curtis, you know who Starro is. Was it now to, to memory? Wasn't that Justice League episode of the the man who has everything? Didn't they? Use that instead of Mom? No, that was still the Black Mercy. That was still the Black Mercy. Was this still the Black Mercy? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Black Mercy puts you in a coma and gives you your, all your heart's desire. Starro just controls your brain. Ah. So. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. Ah. Yeah. So. Um. And Susan doesn't know anything about Starro, so I don't expect commentary. I think you made so. me somewhere read some of it back in the day, and I know we have a Starro lamp upstairs, or. Uh, Some sort of action figure. Statue. So statue. I bought it discounted because it was vaguely. Yeah. Kind of vaguely aware, you know. True, true. So mind control. I understand mind control. There was a great Grant Morrison run of JLA with Starro in it, which made him so much creepier because Grant Morrison is so good at creepy. But uh, anywho, I gotta stop saying anywho. I hate myself when I do that. Oh, he did it. I did it, folks. I did it. I'm not going to do it anymore. All right, we're going to go to the break. When we go, when we come back, who wants to go first? Should we do uh, horror trivia or the debut of a brand new game? I defer to Michelle and her horror trivia. Let's do that. That'll work. All right. So horror trivia coming up after the break. Uh, Let's see. Well, in in honor of that, Dracula's magic ring of power. How about that, Michelle? Yes, that'll fit in nicely. All right, very good. So here we go. Hairwolves, Dracula's magic ring of power from, God, how many years ago was this? 10, 12, 13? I don't even know. Be right back with more Geeky Gals and Guys right after this. It's like a man who has been blind all of his life, suddenly being given sight.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here. Really? Yes, it's just that simple. Listen to the Bradcast every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on Radio for Humans. Please visit radioforhumans.com and bradblog.com. Let it all hang out. Oh, wow. That, to me, is extremely exciting. Don't miss Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Radio for Humans. Radioforhumans.com Why was I programmed to feel pain? Oh, my heart was broken. Once again, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. And but welcome back to the show. Uh, of course, our game master for this round will be Michelle. Welcome back. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very little. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and of course, Miles sitting there right beside you, as long as he's not leaning right into his microphone. You like that too, don't you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm back to push the talk, so. Very good. And uh, Susan is here as well. Yeah, say it again. I am, I am. There we go. I am. Very good. And last but certainly not least, uh, Curtis, uh, Cousin Curtis, Parts Unknown. Welcome back. Kurt, you're or muted. You're, you're muted. You're muted. I'm back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we are back. I, I'm sorry. I was off uh, on WebMD after what Miles had said. And I gotta say, uh, I will not be intimidated by hemorrhoids. I, I oh. hope you will join with me. It's time to stand together. I thought you were gonna say and, uh, you were you, you ran long because you were taking a dump. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Anyway, it's related. It's all related. But all right, we don't have any time to waste right now because we are going to get into some uh, horror trivia. Michelle, would you like some? Uh, we should probably get some scary music. Um, that would uh, be cool for you. So let me. Uh, I know. I know. I put that around here somewhere. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, get some. Uh, oh, I know. There, there we go. Uh, we got a couple uh, horror themes here for you. Uh, let's go right here. There we go. Oh, that's too loud. All right. Horror trivia, Michelle. We'll make a jingle for you at some point. Okay, this would be cool because um, I have a list of uh, questions here, and they're going to be multiple choice. Right. Um, each person can choose their answer and then say it right after I um, after I read everything um, and everybody else has had a chance to think. So that'll be best. Okay. Can I have someone help me keep track, maybe? Uh, sure. Uh, let I me... can do that. Uh, well, how many questions is it? I have uh, I have up to twenty five, depending on how how well, long this goes. Let me do it because I'm used to scorekeeping for uh, the the goofy That's games fine. I do. So, That's fine. Uh, okay, I'm just numbering some okay. paper here. Uh, what I'll do is I'll read out. The, I'll read the question. I'll read the multiple choice answers, and I'll ask each one of you your your. All right, uh, so we're going al- alphabetical. So yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Go for it. Okay, question number one. 
who was the villain in the original Friday the 13th? A, Jason Voorhees. B, Mike Cutter. C, Pamela Voorhees. Or D, Dick Cheney. (laughs) All right, so Curtis gets to guess then. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'll let you... No, you can do that. That'd be great. You'd be helping me out. Curtis? Let's say uh, C. All right. I also will say C. Miles? Push to talk? Yeah, there were two. Yeah, there was A, there was A, Jason Voorhees, B, Mike Cutter, C, Pamela Voorhees, D, Dick Cheney. Miles, right? I went. I went to push to talk. I forgot because Michelle. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go a Jason Voorhees because that's all I know. Suze, I'm say C J uh, Pam Voorhees because, right. but my, you know, Miles might be right, but I'm going to C too. All right. Actually, Jason was the victim in the first movie. So yeah. Pamela Voorhees. It's Pamela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall we give the answers at the end and then tally up everybody's scores? Oh, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then let's, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's well, okay. we got that one wrong. That was a, oh, that was a give me. Oh, All right. Funny. Already, I'm a loser. I'm Aww. learning. I'm learning. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number two, A Nightmare on Elm Street was to take took place where? A. Springdale, California. B. Springwood, Ohio. C. Springside, Pennsylvania. Mm. D. The White House Rose Garden. Mm. (laughs) Curtis. It's B. All right. I'm going to say B. I'm going to... I don't recall. I'm going to say A. Uh, And... uh, Suze. What's your guess? I'm gonna guess B, because it's Midwest. I'm I'm guessing. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, that was Miles' guess. Sorry, Miles. What's your guess? Oh, uh, I'm gonna guess Pennsylvania. Whichever answer that was, because Pennsylvania just needs C. You know, to wake up a little bit. Just this election. What? what was that C? I yes. guess. All right. Uh, next question. Okay. Who did Captain Elliot Spencer become? A. Jigsaw. B. Pinhead. C. Mr. Babadook. Or D. Secretary of the Interior. (laughs) Curtis. Makes me laugh. Doggone it. You stumped me. Uh, I'm going to say A. All right. Uh, Which one was Pinhead? B. Okay. And uh, Miles? I picked I B. don't know who Baba Duke is. I know who Pinhead is, so I'll go with Pinhead. Uh, Susan? I'm guessing B, Pinhead, but it might be Baba Duke. That's my second choice, but I'm going B, Pinhead. I kept thinking B, Butthead. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next question, Michelle. All right. Number four is fill in the blanks of this uh, Night of the Creeps quote. The good news is blank. The bad news is blank. Choice A. 
your dates are here. They're dead. <laughs> Choice B, it's Friday night. You're grounded. Choice C, the liquor is free. You're soaking in it. Oh, or D, the boats are in. Trump won. Oh, oh. God. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm uh, Curtis. What do you say? I'm going with A. Your dates are here. They're dead. All right. I. I. That was also how I was leaning. Miles. A. Suze. I'm going A too. All right. A. We're gonna have to have a meeting right. about this. No, that's triple. A, a number five. Double A. Uh, some movies that are near and dear to our hearts. How many Michael Myers Halloween movies have been released? Oh, wow. All right. I think I might get this one. A is 12. Jesus. B is 10. C is 7. And D is not enough to keep the rear horror of October at bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Curtis. I lost count, so I'm going to go with A, 12. All right. Um, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> shoot. I think I'm going to say... I think it's got to be seven. Uh, and that was C, right? That was uh, C. Uh, Miles? I'll pick the middle number, ten, which is B. <laughs> Suze? I was going to pick three, which is C, which is seven. I think. All right. Okay, next question. Number six. Should characters ever get together in a horror film? <laughs> uh, is, answer A is yes. B is maybe. C is no. And D, only if they're magas. <laughs> uh, Curtis? Uh, the answer is always yes. I got schnoo schnoo. Uh, A? Yes? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, D. <laughs> Miles. I'm going to go with um, B, and the only time you get together is when the meddling kids do the reveal at the end. And they would have gotten away with it, too. So, uh,. I'm, I'm going to go with you forgot me I'm going to go with A they should always stay together because if they always stay no, together no. I what? think you misunderstood the question get together as in get together you know bomb chicka wow wow oh god no right. god no no they should never get yeah, together you, you whatever that is to. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I'm going to because I they're, they're the first to die um isn't that D C? C is no. C is no. They should never get together. So let's go for C. Because right. as soon you can change as... your answer if I confused y'all. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I was saying you were I'm being like Oh yeah, sexy fun time. And I was like, if nobody ever gets separated, nobody dies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they never leave each other and they stay in a group of five, right, right. it's mm -hmm. when somebody goes the other way that they die. So, yeah, 
you know, I think C was... No, they should not. But D was Maga's. Um, yeah, I know. That's good, too. So, that's good, too. But D is never going to be the answer. In this case, I think it might be. You guys can change your answer if you wish. Yeah. I want no, points. I'm, I'm statistics. I'm good. Um, all right. Uh, question number seven. All right. What was the name of the cube in the Hellraiser movies? A. The Rubicon of Rapture. B. The Lament Configuration. C. The Sacred Cube of Carnal Exploration. Or D. Sunday Night Game Box of Conservative Pipe Dreams. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Curtis. Uh, Kenny, you don't have any sound clips from that 80s Rubik's Cube cartoon, do you? No, the Rubik's, the amazing <laughs> cube or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go with B. All right. I, again, was leaning towards B. Uh, Sue, uh, uh, Miles, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I just can't say no to the carnal pleasure one. That was C? Probably C. Yeah, C. Susan? Yeah, I'm going to go for C, too. All right. Uh, question number eight. Okay. Finish this quote from Black Christmas. Agnes, it's me. A is Fred. B is Billy. C is Anthony. And D is Adam Shift AG. I have a warrant. Oh. <laughs> Curtis. I'm going to say D, Anthony. All right. Uh, oh, C, Anthony, right? That was C, Anthony. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Billy was, was B, right? Yes. All right. Uh, Miles? Uh, it's a toss-up for me. I, I, uh, I'll just say A. Why not? Okay. <laughs> uh, Suze, again, I know you haven't seen this movie, so... I know. I'm just going to say B. All right. Garbage day. <laughs> oh, that's the movie? Uh, yeah, I was in that. So, but that's all oh, you've ever you ever seen of it. Are you just mentioning another movie I haven't seen? Well, that was that was that's the movie you were talking okay. about, right? Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? Michelle, Did they say, is that the same I, movie? Uh, yeah, no, Black Christmas. Oh, Black. Oh, so I, I yeah. think yeah. Never mind. Different, I, I had a, different one. Yeah. I hope I got Adam Schiff. I hope I got Ab Schiff right. I th I thought I remembered his name as a possible AG person. So. Uh. Close enough. He is a. But I could be wrong. Con. He's still cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's cool, right? Yes, he's he one of the good guys. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, number nine. Okay. Question nine. Okay. What is Scary Movies Randy Meek's favorite scary movie? A is Sex in the City. <laughs> B is Showgirls. C is Beyond the Green Door. And D is God is Dead. Oh, Kevin Sorbo, classic. Uh, <laughs> uh, Curtis. My knowledge of 70s porn is, is almost embarrassing. It's behind the green door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would gladly steal that uh, if you thinking that you probably have this right, but I'm going to go with B because that spoke to me for some reason. Uh, Showgirls. Okay. Uh, Miles. I've heard of the title Showgirls. 
I don't know the green door. What was A? What was A? Oh, that one I know. I haven't watched it, but I, know, I also know the title of the, what the show's about. Sure, let's go with A. That's a horror. Yeah. All right, Suze? I'm going to go for E, Money Spent at the Yellow Door. Just kidding. Um, That's a I'm story. I'm going to go for... That's a story. And number A, Sex in the City, I'm going to go... All right. That shit's pretty scary. Well, the thing is, Susan was asking me, she's like, what is this charge on the credit card for the yellow door one time? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. know. What is it? And it was like 20 bucks or something like that. And I'm looking at it. I was like, I'm looking at the date and I was like, oh, it's that stupid, dumpy little music store I went to that has the yellow door. That's like their LLC or something, Yellow Door. Basically, I, I thought he bought porn or something. Yeah, she thought that I went to like a, an adult bookstore or a strip club or something. I'm like, no, I went and bought the a yellow micro door. microphone stand. So, yeah, so, okay. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Question 10. And I think we should probably cap it. We should probably cap it at 10, and then you can save your others for, for next week if you want. I can do it too. Then I can add a couple more, and we can have a couple several games at, yeah, at yeah. this. Yeah, so. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Pick your favorite Number one. 10. You, you have a favorite you want to pick off the list? Or you want to just Actually, go this up is numerical. one of my favorites. Okay, great. Yay. Uh, number 10 is What Bond Girl appeared as a picture in the Dr. Fives movies? Oh, wow. Okay. That's uh, deep cut a there. Is Ursula Andress? Mm hmm. C is Caroline Monroe. Uh, no, that was B. It's Caroline Monroe. Okay. C is Jane Seymour. Mm. And D is Stormy Daniels. <laughs> ah. All right, Curtis, what do you think? Uh, B was Caroline Monroe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go B, yeah. I was also thinking that too, uh, Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go B. And Suze. No idea, so I'm gonna go Carolyn Monroe because okay. it's a cool name, and I have no idea. She was a porn star too, wasn't she? I have no idea. All Don't I know is she has the most beautiful eyes and a lovely face. She was one of my favorites back then. All oh, right, no so idea. this is the big reveal, the big reveal, uh, and I will tally up who got what right. So, re remind us of the first question and the proper answer, and I will tally up the votes. Who was the, proper, who was the villain in the original Friday the 13th? And that was C, Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. Right. So, um, let me, so we all, everybody but Miles got that one right. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Number two was A Nightmare on Elm Street Takes Place Where? And that was B, Springwood, Ohio. All right. I should be ashamed of myself for that. So, uh, Curtis and Susan got that one right. Yeah. All right. Question three. Who did Captain Elliot Spencer become? And that would be B, Pinhead. Oh, okay. So that one goes to... Uh, Curtis, Miles, and uh, no, oh no, me, no, uh, no, me, Miles, and Suze. So Miles <laughs> is on the board. Curtis or Susan took the lead, actually. So, <laughs> qu 
question four. Fill in the blanks of this Night of the Creeps quote. The good news is, the bad news is. The good news is, your dates are here. The bad news is, they're dead. And now Everybody got a point. I'm four to four. There you go. Question. And I'm afraid of horror movies. She is. It's just number too good five of a is how many Michael Myers Halloween movies have been released. Now the key word on this is Michael Myers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. would be ten. Oh, Damn. Okay. That would be ten. All right. So who got B? Only Miles got B, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Slim lead. Susan's got a slim lead of one point. Everybody else has three. Next up. And number six, number six, which confused people, should characters ever get together, bomb chicka wow wow, in a horror film? The answer is C, no. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, But I mean, maybe if they want to die. Shaggy, I'm sorry. I think D. Are they suicidal? I think D was a trick question there because I'd be okay with D. Yeah. Well. All right, all right. That wasn't the intent of it. So, what was the who? What was the number on six, or, or the the uh, correct one on C. six? C is no. Uh, C. So only Susan got that right. <laughs> all right, seven. Yep. The name. What was the name of the cube in the Hellraiser movies? That would be mm. B. The Lament uh, configuration. Okay. C. Curtis and I got that one. Susan still has I one had point one of lead. those in my in my curio cabinet. <laughs> really? Right. Ew, that's yes, scary. I do. <laughs> like, is it functional? Don't Can touch you... it. Don't touch it. No, it's a cheap plastic knockoff, but it's cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Cool looking. You wait. You just wait. <laughs> All right, number eight. Okay. Finish the quote from Black Christmas. Agnes, it's me. And that would be B, Billy. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Susan still has... Oh, my God. Susan still has a lead. All right. Question nine. Nine. This was, what is scary movies Randy Meek's favorite scary movie? And it was Showgirls. Yes. I knew it. I knew it had to be Showgirls. Because the, the time that movie came out, that had to be it. So, Susan and I are tied at the moment. This last uh. question could decide. Well, it, everybody answered the last question the same way, so we might need a tiebreaker. So unless uh, I can do that, well, yeah, we're gonna have to do a tiebreaker either way. What was the answer for question ten? Okay, question ten was: What Bond girl appeared as a picture in the Doctor oh, Five's wow. movies? And that would be B. Carolyn Monroe. All right, so everybody got a point for that. But very pretty, she really is. So the final score right now is uh, Miles with four, Curtis with five, Susan and I both have seven correct. So we (laughs) will need a tiebreaker Uh, on this. uh Huh? A tiebreaker. All right, here is the tiebreaker. Oh Lord. In the Hunchback of Notre Dame in 1956, the GOAT, female co-star of the film with Gina Lola Brigida, was insured for how many francs? A, 100,000 francs. B, 2 million francs. C, 
2,500 francs or D, two bits. <laughs> uh, so it's alphabetical. I'm going to go with C. Susan, what do you say? We should- I've already guessed before when she was saying the question, and I already picked C. All right. So All right. I, I'll, I, pick, I'm I'll pick. I'm serious. I'll pick. I'll pick A. What was okay, A? I, I, what was A? A was a hundred thousand francs. I'll, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with. Guess, so. I'll go with A. I don't think that's right. All though. right. We're gonna need another tiebreaker because it was yeah. two million francs. Damn. <laughs> oh, we're both wrong. See. All right. All right, you know what? You can have it because I'm just guessing, man. Okay, well, I'm just guessing. I don't you can, know. We can. You you don't know. Okay, do another one. He All wants right. to know. He wants to know who wins. Here's the last one, and if it doesn't work, then you both tie. It's a you're, draw. You both you both super special. All right, <laughs> you're um, both pretty. In Mary pretty Shelley's Frankenstein 1994 release, uh. what did Sir <laughs> Kenneth Ron insists that everyone refer to Robert De Niro's character as A. The monster B. The sharp-featured man C. The stranger or D. Mr. Not appearing in this film <laughs> um, I will uh, I'll defer to Susan uh, Susan, you can guess first, and then I will, uh... My instinct is the monster, number one. Alright. I'm gonna go with, uh, the sharp-featured man, because it just sounds like something Branagh might say. Oh. And Kenny is the wiener! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Eight points! sharp-figured man! It's <laughs> crazy, but a sharp featured man. I like that. So, uh, that that should be a weird Al Yankovic song about that movie. Yeah, seriously. So, all right. I tried, I tried to mix up the list. I tried to have modern stuff, and yeah, that's fun. No, that was good. Cool. I dug it. Uh, we just blew like three questions. <laughs> so you're gonna have to write more. So and that was fun. I've got, a lot. I've, I've got at least twelve more, so we're good. Nice. 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 Oh, you've inspired me. I want to. I want to do some comic book trivia like this now. So, but I'll tell you what. It is. Uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, Curtis, you want to keep going and do a game when when uh, when we get back to your game? Absolutely. All right, let's do it, and uh, we'll be right back with more geeky gals and guys. We're just gonna let this horror theme play out while we do it. <laughs> oh, so spooky! Ah ah ah. And, uh, oh yeah, I'll play some, maybe I'll play some supernatural drops here. Of course, there's nothing more dangerous than some a-hole who thinks he's on a holy mission. (laughs) Bring it on, Stinky. Back in the day, this was the one night you kept your children inside. Well, tonight you'll all see what Halloween really is. All right, we'll be right back. Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. 
This is Geeky Gals and Guys with Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. Welcome back. 3G5 all up in here. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Michelle, for the trivia, and welcome back to you, Michelle. You are most welcome. I'm glad you liked it. I'm looking forward to more. Good stuff. Yeah, and of me course, too. Yeah. Miles, welcome back to you, sir. Hello. Excellent. And the Sues. Hello. Hello. All right. Hello. And, yes, you are there. And, well, uh, uh, I forgot we were doing this tonight, but Curtis came up with a brilliant idea. And I, at the within uh, probably about, I slapped this jingle together for you in about 20 minutes uh, today. <laughs> and I was pretty happy with it. So, shall I let her rip? Please. All right, here we go. Don't look now, but here comes the Monster Match Game with Cousin Curtis. <laughs> What are you laughing about, you buffoon? This is a very serious competition. They might draw blood. Oh, I'd hate to see that happen. I'd be all in stitches. <laughs> Here we go. It's the monster match game. Take it away, Curtis. Get ready to match the geeks as we play the Dungeons and Dragons. No money. Monster match Game! I dig it. I'm your host, Cousin Curtis. Parts <laughs> unknown. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm here with four contestants who will be separated into their teams. Out of uh, Florida comes the Lagans, Miles and Michelle. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. <laughs> and all the way up in Cleveland, we've got Kenny and Susan, who will be playing on their own teams tonight and what i'm going to do is i'm going to say a fill in a blank and i want the four of you to come up with your own answers don't show your partners and then we'll review those answers and if we have matches well then you score points for your team i'll be ready to play we are oh, we are okay Let me wow. right on so i want to i want to say what i think he'll say is that what you're saying yeah. That's what you're going to try to do. Yes. Okay. Okay. So your knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons, because largely <laughs> this will be concerning the monsters found in the monster manual that I... Oh, there we go. I went old school this week and I dug First out edition? some... Of... Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wow. um, I'll put a picture in the chat of that. Oh, that's all right. I, I've got one right next to me. Don't Excellent. touch it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I'm insulted that you think I need to touch it. <laughs> true. Hours I this is, this is also true. The narrative of this game already. It's getting right. ribbled. Did I say that word correctly? Uh, yeah, ribbled. Uh, that's, that's good. Ribbled, as these questions most assuredly will be. Here comes the first question. And uh, form your own answers here. Although this lich is 400 years old, he still gets nervous when asked to see his blank. Oh. <laughs> Although this lich 
is 600 years old, he still gets nervous when asked to show his blank. That's right. Oh. Everybody pen your <sighs> answers to that. Oh! So. All right. I'm, I'm going to begin with the ladies of the G35. <clears throat> Michelle, tell me. Although uh, this lich is 600 years old, he still gets nervous when asked to see his blank. What did you hey, get? I guessed hand. Hand. All right. And Susan? Uh, I said um, he gets nervous when asked to see his gravesite because Great. it might cause him to be killed. I don't know. Nope. That that answer, our judges accept that answer wholeheartedly. Gravesite, tombstone, gravesite. Miles, let's let's hear your answer to this query. Right, here's what I wrote down. I said penis. <laughs> no, I did not penis. I said phylactery. Phylactery. See, see, I was thinking Vecna. So there you go. Uh. The hand of Vecna is a lich. He's a lich, and his hand is like a holy item. Or it absolutely yeah, is. <laughs> Ken? I, I wrote down medallion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in this first round, no points scored. Oh. Dang. No points. No What's points. the correct answer? <laughs> nobody's, nobody's answer matched. That's okay. What is the correct answer? The correct answer, of course, is phylactery. It is the only way to truly uh, destroy a lich is to uh, ruin his phylactery, which he yeah, has to is. That's where yeah. his soul goes. He ruined that, and that soul goes directly to whatever evil Is his phylactery his hand, or is his phylactery his penis? Well, no, the hand of Vecna, <laughs> she is correct oh, okay. in that respect. The hand okay. of Vecna is a very powerful artifact. Okay. Uh, but so tombstone or grave wouldn't have been right then, right? Wouldn't even close. Wasn't even close, no. No, now, it's usually like a like a gemstone or a... Well, that's uh, why I said medallion. Or a, a, something in a, in, a, in a crown or something like that. So phylactery... It's so a talisman, Ken's was the closest. <laughs> no, Miles was. No, Miles, Miles, Miles had it. So, okay. anyway, all right. Next. No no matches. <clears throat> Does anybody know where Trump's phylactery is? I feel like we can solve this whole thing if we're able to crush it. <laughs> Probably have to it's ask in Stormy. Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket? Like, Stormy, how do we get to it? I think ask Stormy it. Daniels. I think she kept it after their last meeting. That's yeah. mushroom. Yeah. Hey. I think it's Lindsey Graham's nipple ring. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wowzers. Oh. Well, well, we'll get it. Oh. That's a much better answer than mine. I was going to say it's hanging, between, hanging in uh, Ivanka's cleavage. But okay. Oh, I'll bet you're off here a monster match for sure. All right. All right. Second question. One glance at this blank will make you fellas rock hard. Oh, no. Think carefully. <laughs> Can you repeat that question? Repeat the question. Here it comes. One glance at this blank will make you fellas rock hard. Damn it. Oh, 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 oh. I, yeah, I, I got it, oh. but I'm not sure. 
I think I got it. The stiffness may last longer than four hours. You, <laughs> you may want to contact your Gosh. local cleric. Wow, <laughs> your local cleric. Okay, so who's who? who so are you going to go to the ladies first to, to get their what they wrote? Go down? to the men first. Oh, okay. Ken. I can't say for sure, but I think that might have been a special ability of a basilisk. Basilisk. Very good answer. It is a very, it's an excellent answer. It is one of the two that immediately came to my mind. The other one that I wrote down, my answer is Medusa. I got to hide the chat. I wrote that down first and I scratched it up. What? Chat, feel oh. free to feel free to throw answers out because it it doesn't really matter unless they they get the same answer. We'll, well, we'll I'm see. gonna I don't want to be influenced, so I'm I'm just gonna minimize it for now. Very good, yeah. Uh, throw them out there in the chat if you feel free. Now we're gonna head over to Susan. What did you get? I put down Medusa. And Michelle. I put down Medusa. Whoa! We've got a point scored. And, and we your answer matched the other team, Susan. Kenny did not have the same answer as you, so yeah. no point scored for yeah. the picks in Cleveland. So yeah. so it was Medusa, not Basilisk. But was I right about a Basilisk? Yes, a Basilisk is Basilisk's one. Um, Gorgon's not actually Medusa's. Medusa's her name. Yeah, I was Medusa. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that I said this and nobody said cockatrice. No, <laughs> I didn't. The, I didn't say penis. Stone with touch. Oh, Lord. Well, this is well, different show. You can say penis all, and, all, and all the day long. And the gorgon is actually a stone bull that breathes. Yeah, and yeah that's the breath of the stone. So there you and go. I, I believe the gorgon was a type of Medusa. Like Medusa was a monster, and that kind of monster was the gorgon. But Medusa yeah. was her name. Yeah. Like, my name is Sally, and I'm. A, um, a person, a girl. Medusa's a gorgon, right? A right, but they person. changed it up in D and D. A gorgon's actually like a bull from the elemental planet oh. that breathes. Person, stone creating person, person woman. Selda McGregor says man, people from Graveland are used to hearing no points scored. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh. Oh. Well, she she's oh, not she's geez. she's not she's not wrong with that, considering our she's, wonderful she's sports teams. Wrong. Yozy, so. thanks right. for all the support. I won the last and round. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, but wait, who won the last has round? A petrification uh, spell too. Handy. Yeah, one of the eyes, the petrifying eyes. Oh, I'm sorry, Su Susan. Who who won the last round? Who was that again? You. <laughs> <laughs> Special uh, pantsy, fancy pants. All right, all right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, next next one. What do we have next? Okay, here we go. This blank elf prefers to do it in the dark. <laughs> all right. Blank elf? Answer. This blank elf prefers to do it in the dark. And I got my answer. All right. Going back to the ladies this time. Susan, you've had plenty of time to pen your answer. What did um, you come up with? 
evil elf. An evil elf. Oh. <laughs> Michelle? I came up with a drow. Drow elf. I will write that down. How, okay. How many people you hear pronounce it dro and you're like, it can't be that just because that sounds silly. But I have actually, heard people pronounce this it. Is actually, dro is the older pronunciation of it because it originally was a, I think, Norse or, or Celtic. One, yeah. one of the older uh, the mythologies had, had that name and it was pronounced dro. This is nice. We're going to bounce up to Cleveland. Ken, what'd you come up with? Drow. All right, I Miles. Drow. Drow. Drow's and another point scored for the Lagans. If you if you guys only knew how often I write about Drow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Do you have Is a, there poetry? A drower. I, I have drow so there you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, drows were were awesome. One of my favorites back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's find out how else we're going to lose. What'd you, say, what'd you say, Ken? I said drow. He said drow. drow. You, you're supposed to be guessing what I would guess. Oh. <laughs> you know that I would know about a drow elf? It, I don't yeah. remember drow elves. Well, so they were close. They're, 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 they're mostly evil. Hey, mostly. Mostly. Like, mostly like, evil. Mostly they come out at night. Right. I, other than that, I would have said right. a forest elf. I don't know. Like it's not All really. Right. <sighs> it's okay. Shazam. <laughs> and question number four. Blank are celestials who do it doggy style. <laughs> oh. Uh, what is a sexy monster manual? What <laughs> a sexy monster manual. <laughs> oh you know, man. Uh, it, it's what you see when you look into it, really. This is my Shit. first edition. Oh no, 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 no! I I Second looked through edition. the first edition, but this is uh, this is taken from all editions. Oh, yeah, because this is a you have me worried for a second. This is a newer there. than first. <laughs> this is brand newer than first. Yes, of course. Photographic uh, like memory was giving me hell. I'm like, what? <laughs> all right, I got I got mine written down. Uh, I got a guess. All right. Since I've written it down, pony that up, Ken. Tell us what did you come up with? I guessed Cerberus. All right, Miles. I guessed Archon. And Susan, this blank are Celestials who do it doggy style. What'd you come up with? Blank. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to have to talk about the parameters for this uh, <laughs> selecting the <laughs> questions here. And Michelle. If this were the Newlywood game, which it kind of is, <laughs> Up the ass, I might be going to a hotel tonight. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Right. Um, I I I couldn't think. I couldn't remember the names of the celestial classes, so I just said furry. 
<laughs> I love you. No points scored this round. <laughs> so, no points. Uh, did what, did anybody guess correctly? In the butt. In the hound, butt. Hound Sorry. archons are dog-headed angels. And uh, yes, so my, yes, Miles was most correct answer, but All most right. correct answers so. don't really matter on this game. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. Humiliate us some more. <laughs> I made a jingle for you. <laughs> Honey. What have oh, these man. guys done? I'm kidding. Win. Being a bad lo loser. I, I'm kidding. It's fun. It's shtick, oh, sweetheart. I, I kind of thought that Kenny would end up being the Charles Nelson Riley of uh, Monster Match. Did 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 Corbus put you up to this? Corbus! Oh. <laughs> God damn you! Uh. All right. <laughs> Question number five. Are right. is everyone ready? Pencil yep. sharp. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Blank is big, purple, and does 86 crushing damage. What? How much damage? 86 crushing Eight, damage. No. 8d6. All right. Crushing I got, damage. I got my answer. Kind of like when the blood pressure cuff mal malfunctions at CVS and you can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> We've all Jeez. been there, right? <laughs> oh, I'll try and be more the Paul Lind on this one. I was yeah. gonna say, I see. Are you talking about the date I had last week? Sorry, <laughs> Paul Lind. Can I phone a friend, Paul Lind, please? Oh man, we we need to throw out a friend line. There was a way. Uh, it, it, on short notice, I should have talked to Ken about this more. Susan, length, let Susan can what? look at the chat and take answers from the chat if she wants. Yeah, that's hundred percent. I don't have a problem with friend that. And should be like you know, phone a friend and then the chat. Yeah, the chat. Feel free to throw the audience out there because the uh, how I actually should structure this game ne and next time we, we can talk about this. Maybe what I'd like to do is bring on uh, a guest from the chat and the guest's answer would be what everyone is trying to match. And they would like just uh, send me a personal message with their answer. All right. Well, we'll work this oh, out. That would be we'll, great. We'll yeah. work this so, out. Yeah. But we'll do that next week. We'll right. continue on tonight. Uh, so, uh, ladies, Susan, we'll start with you. Um, Blank um, is big purple and does 8d6 crushing damage. What did you come up with? 8d6 crushing damage. Well, it sounds like it's not penis from the <laughs> chat room. So, I am going to tell you Speak that, for um, yourself, sister. <laughs> 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 More Paul Lind impressions, please. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody knows. But um, Zelda, they've said it twice. Uh, it's, it's purple and it has crushing damage of 8D. Um, it's so it's big purple and 80s. does eight d six crushing, and it's like an ooze, and I've fought it, and I know it is. You know what I mean? Like, is it ooze? No, that's not the name of it. It's been too long. Is it like? I, I know I've fought it. 
maybe come to her last, please. So maybe somebody right. in the chat room okay. might be able to, because there's a delay. So. She don't know. Nobody knows in the chat room, but. Right. It's the artist formerly known as Penis. <laughs> it's Prince's penis, and it's filled with glitter. When he was doing the bat <laughs> dance. Um. Anyway, I don't, I don't know, and I think it's ooze. All right, we're, so. going, we're going with ooze for Sue's. Um, Michelle, what did you come up with? Uh, I'm not sure this is right. The stats have changed a lot since you know, I've been playing the game, so I will say a purple worm. Giggity. Good. <laughs> Damn it. Well, all right. Well, the up penis in isn't that far. Can't uh, damn it, Von Hammer. Damn I, it, Von Bammer. I thought it might be gelatinous cube, but now, I, gelatinous now that I... Gelatinous cube! That's I, what I was thinking of. I, I, think I that, swear to fucking I, I think God. that thing actually just, it, like, turned you into bones when it hit you. Yeah. Um, turned into bones. Huh. Yes. Look, it's turned Miles. me into bones. <laughs> oh, my turn? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, anytime. Um, yeah, you th- you say big and purple. Obviously, worm. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that's all the time we have for tonight. Our Lagans from Florida have crushed the competition three to nothing tonight on the very first inaugural monster mm. match game. Okay, I want I want to tell you a disclaimer first. Okay, I'm going to try to make it quick. My only game of Dungeons and Dragons. I came up with the character names. I came up with the stats. I put the. I rolled everything together for people. We made the the, the names and the pictures, and they just went off and wrote dungeon softcore porn. Okay, this was junior high. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and it was a bunch of my friends, girls, and uh, they just wrote a big Dungeons and Dragons romance, and we never played again. And to my knowledge, they still cosplay these characters. Okay. And it's wow. ridiculous. Sue? But Sue? go ahead. Yeah. De- go ahead. Details, please. Details. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you would like it. And I could tell you details because they got involved with each other. And I was like, I just wanted to play D&D, you guys. What a fun really? time for you. But I mean, they did learn how to sew. So that's good, right? But sure. it's just kind of silly. It's just kind of silly to have this much velvet well, well, when let, you're let, yeah, let, in high school. Let, let, let Curtis wrap up his first game show. Okay. <laughs> but it was a good game, and I wish I'd... It's been a while since I've read up, but I'll read up. There's other know. monsters out there that he can do trivia about, not just for yeah, D&D. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to so. continue to, to probe and prod our way through this game. I'm going to use our I big hope purple you worms. next week. <laughs> We've learned so much tonight. So much. I'm so, so much. glad we did this. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for uh, all of your input in the chat. It, it, it truly helps. So, a- a- again, when we do this next week, feel free to jump in and throw your answer out there. Lots of fun. And remember, kids. Don't save penis in this house. <laughs> if you got to say purple worm, is that anything like Charles Bukowski's purple onion? Oh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. That's a deep literary cut, everybody, it about is. what somebody Good referred. Job. Yeah, so it, yep, it yep. is. 
And Susan is like, God damn it, why did you remind me of that? <laughs> the, the whole idea of Charles Bukowski, I know he has a penis, but oh, God. Yeah. Oh no, I hit the wrong one! I hit the wrong one! Uh, how much uh, damage do you think that Charles Bukowski's penis would cause? <laughs> I think it may be a five-sided dice. That's it. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, five-sided die? <laughs> do they make those? Yeah. No. They do yeah. not. They don't? Usually oh, four-sided is what yeah, I Yeah, usually thinking. dice As are I just even stick, number. don't I, today? I just... I'm the worst nerd ever today. You are loved, Susan. <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners have a great let me, let me roll a two-sided dice for you. It's called a dime. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to the break right now. When we come back, I'm going to give my review of a brand new print publication that I'm very excited about. Uh, And it's done by a friend of mine, an avid YouTuber who has a great channel. And some of his awesome ideas are finally an old school, tangible, hold it in your hands in a magazine form. And I'm so excited about that. But still, I think Corbus puts you up to this whole thing. Corbus! God damn you!
I could kiss you in the mouth. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Paul's Memory Bank. This is Paul B., and I'd like to invite you to my show every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. I'll present classic Golden Age Superman radio adventures and hand-picked old-time radio comedy episodes. Out of these clothes, it's Superman's turn now. Right now, I've got three times as many muscles as anybody else in the world. <laughs> and every one of them has a toothache. How do you manage to get into all this trouble? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just know the right people. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat and laughing your head off all at once. Paul's Memory Bank. Only on Radio for Humans. Radioforhumans.com Oh my god! You're a bunch of fucking losers! Damn it. Rubbing in one, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Geeky Gals and Guys. Curtis? Oh. Your purple worm <laughs> just, just left a crater in Cleveland. Well, damn, I haven't seen a crater that big since Pace Cruiser Yamato showed up. <laughs> I don't understand that, but it sounded funny. Uh, it's so. a Star Blazers reference, but Star- oh, okay. okay. All right, very good. So, and of course, uh, welcome back. This is uh, we'll we'll get them we'll get them next time. Huh? We will we will come back to fight again. Yes, yes. Fight, live to fight yes. another day. And live to fight another day. Miles, welcome back to you, sir. Indeed, thank you. Hello. Congratulations on the big win uh, to you and Michelle. Thank you. Yeah, it's just uh, it's junk that sits in my head that's been there for years and years and years, forty plus years now. It's so. still bouncing around. Up don't there. feel bad. <laughs> no, I don't feel. I don't. I don't for a moment. It was very fun. Uh, so good stuff. Something on these shows that I excel at. You know, hey. y'all talking. Well, there you comic go. Book, I'm like, oh, oh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes wait till my comic book trivia I already started writing questions in my head so alright uh, welcome back everybody uh, something I'm very excited to talk about is, is, is a wonderful tangible item I have in my hand from one of my favorite YouTubers of all time um, and I'm proud to call him a friend on Facebook uh, I'm not going to say his full name but his first name's Brian and uh, he's, he's uh, from Canada and he does this YouTube channel called Toy Ventures, where uh, and he also uh, runs a website which I've known about for at least a decade or more. I don't know how long it's been around. Plaid Stallions, Plaid Stallions is so cool. They have like all kinds of really cool old print ads from seventies, you know, catalogs and toy advertisements and stuff like just ridiculous fun stuff. And of course, Brian, uh, his channel on YouTube is Brick Man- Brick Mantooth, um, and it's like um, it, that predates Brick Tamland as well, uh, <laughs> I believe. 
So, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, oh, wait a second, where is it? Uh, Mr. Loud Noises. Um, oh, come on, I know I have that clip here somewhere. Um, but yeah, there we go. Loud Noises! Yeah, but, uh, so <laughs> Brick Mantooth, Brick Mantooth is his alter ego online. And uh, you can find his YouTube YouTube channel. Please go subscribe. He does great, short, fun videos about toys a lot of us had, uh, primarily in the 70s, some from the 60s, a little bit from the I 80s. I wish I had. And, I uh, wish I had. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you. well, yeah, you, you, your brother might have had some of the stuff he talks about. He talks about other stuff, too, like, you know, uh, Fisher-Price Adventure people and stuff like that, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, not really like Star Wars or anything like that, but a lot of Mego, Michelle, uh, of course, me, uh, uh, Michelle being a, a recent Mego convert to the monster line, Ooh. and you've got your oh, Bruce yeah. Lee hanging out there too, and everything. But in my greasy little claw right now, I have the summer edition number one, number zero zero one Ooh. of Toy Ventures Summer 2020. And uh, from PlaidStallions.com, Toy Ventures. And it is the Azrak Hamway tribute issue. This is something I never thought I would have in my hands. All right. Because you you might say Azrak Hamway. What is that? Um, Azrak Hamway is, is something you guys probably had something from Azrak Hamway as a kid. And you had no idea. Because they used to make cheap rack toys cheap disposable a toy you'd play with a few times and it'd break uh, but they also were heavily into licensing uh, you know they licensed Star Trek they licensed uh, um, uh, Marvel and DC characters uh, Planet of the Apes uh, they actually well, it's had, positive. I had this Spider-Man on a stunt cycle. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if that was Azrak Hamway. It actually, yeah, that might be because I think there are some stunt cycles in here. I really haven't been able to pour over this thing as completely as I wanted to because it's so dense with little details and information. Um, I just got this yesterday. But it is the, the the quality of the printing on it is absolutely beautiful. So Brian, congratulations on that. But yeah, it, it, this is and I, I, I you know go to pladstallions.com and poke around. You'll find a link to uh, to the magazine. I posted a link on the Facebook post for the show that you can go directly to, and uh, it's reasonably reasonably priced too for the magazine. It's only like twelve bucks shipped, something like that. 12 13 bucks and, and for magazines nowadays specialty magazines that's totally reasonable that are that have a, a limited print run but he did a, a fundraiser for this uh i think it was uh, i'm not sure it was gofundme or what it was but there was it, he had so many issues i felt so horrible for him because he had issues with the the crowd the crowdfunding and then the and then paypal were being jerks to him and everything but he finally got things settled down, and ever in in, in in record time too. Honestly, he but but he was really and I felt felt horrible. He was so stressed out about getting this in people's hands, but he did a great job. 
with all the, 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 the challenges he had to get this in everybody's hands. Unfortunately, I missed out on the fundraiser portion of it, but I was able to buy a copy from his website. And he was so generous, too, because he sent like a sticker and buttons and some trading cards and stuff like that. Because uh, Plaid Stallions, they actually did trading cards of all the old Mego figures and everything and the, and the Azrak AHI and so many different toys. Toys you would all recognize. But this issue is very special because there is no detailed record anywhere of these cheap, licensed, disposable rack toys that we all used to see at the Five and Dime or the grocery store or whatever in the 70s. One that I'll throw out there that you guys probably would remember is, do you remember the little hard plastic figures and they were different characters, and they had parachutes. And of course, their arms are over their head like they're holding onto a parachute. It has yes. a little, oh, yeah. Cheap, yeah, a little cheap plastic parachute with string tied onto it. You throw it up in the air. I know for a fact I had a Spider-Man and a Batman when I was a kid, and I think I might somewhere in this house still have a Spider-Man without a parachute. Um, but the, you know that was a big one because they did those for Star Trek characters. They did them from, for Planet of the Apes. The Marvel and the DC characters, and uh, and those those were one of the things that I thought everybody probably would know because it's you know it's a really nice novel thing. Oh, it's a it's a you know little little figure with a parachute on it. Um, they did March for Space nineteen ninety nine. They did. They, I mean, that is amazing because uh, you know that. And again, they were. I, I don't know exactly how the the licensing wars went on in the seventies, but it was pretty cheap to get a license and if you watch uh brian's videos the 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 toy ventures at plaid stallions on uh on youtube he goes through that on uh one of his more recent ones he did a star trek uh amigo playset one uh where he talks about you know uh marty abrams from Mego basically snagging a licensing agreement from mm. Par- paramount for star trek for five thousand dollars or something Ooh. like that. $5,000 then, I would have bought it. They made millions of dollars on Star Trek stuff. But AHI, uh, I have no idea how much they, they made because this company has been gone and I, I don't really, you know, know where, you know, it's like, where are they now? But um, the, another toy I definitely had from Azrek AHI was a, a Star Trek phaser where... It, you know those little um, those little guns that uh, they would on the end of it you would put on like the little round kind of propeller and it, you would you'd pull the trigger and it would like it was you know kind of snap and it would fly off you know what I mean it, we have cat toys like that now where you know it, it the you, you you pull the trigger and like the the spindle that the little propeller is on like flies off into the air yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so so they had you know I had a Star Trek phaser like that. They did punching bags, um, but the the one some of the most sought after figures, and he documents this so well in here, were the the knockoffs of the um, the Mego eight inch scale action figures uh, of the monsters. The the, the it was uh, Dracula. The Mummy, Frankenstein, uh, and the Wolfman, and the Creature as well. So there were like five of them. Um, 
I have some of the heads that were made. The heads were pretty good quality, and they were, there's actually uh, details in here about how they were kind of lifted from the old Aurora monster model kits. I'm sure you know about those, Curtis, right? Those classic... Yeah. Yeah. So those head molds were, were definitely... If, they weren't necessarily recasts of those heads, although the, the Dracula... or I'm sorry, the... the the uh, Frankenstein one looks pretty doggone close, uh, and so does the Mummy. But the Wolfman one looks a little different. Um, but it's it's just amazing the 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 beautiful, the glorious color of this in the photos and the layout are just astonishing. And the way the lengths he's gone to to show what variations are known of these figures it's just page after page it's like okay there's this figure you know and 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 he has a lot of people helping him too about you know this is what the body the construction was like this is the variation they painted the hands this way uh the faces were always painted differently and oddly um and you know the the but they were they were kind of riding the heels of the success of uh, the Mego monster line, the Mad Mega, or I'm sorry, Mad uh, Mego Mad Monsters, World's Greatest Super Monsters, I think is what they were called. Um, and they only did four. They did uh, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and Mummy for Mego. And but the thing was, the Mego figures had to be as different as humanly possible. To not look like universal monster monsters, so like at one point they went as far as like, okay, give Dracula red hair and give uh, you know Frankenstein blue hair, but as <laughs> Azrak AHI didn't really seem to care about that, and they were definitely not licensed, as far as I can tell, they were not licensed. They were just ripoffs. They were knockoffs. Um, and it, it, I mean, he goes into detail and again, all the different contributors are listed in here with the card variations, or if they were like in a, in a bag with a, a you know, a little card stapled onto the top, hanging from a peg, whatever. Um, and, and he gets into like other ones, like there were midnight monsters and crazy creeps, Things that were that these things made their their way to England and stuff like that. And in one of his more recent videos, he talked about like factory seconds that were repackaged by other kind of you know companies just trying to sell cheap shitty toys for buck and a half, whatever. Um, and uh, you know, but you know, not shitty though, because honest to God, these things are worth so much money. And the reason why they're worth so much money. Is because they were meant. They were basically built to be destroyed. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, there there were uh, uh, just in the weird variations that keep popping up. People find old stock in you know they they have a family store or a warehouse or something like that. This stuff keeps popping up, and people bring it to Brian's attention because they're looking for information to see if it's worth anything. And, you know, and, 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 and I know he has friends, too. He, he mentions it all the time. There's people he trades with and, and deals with and everything to where he, to, he acquires this stuff. And uh, to me, I, 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 I'm a little jealous of that. But honestly, I, I, I'm just glad somebody's curating it. 
because I have a lot of stuff that I love and a lot of stuff that I really enjoy having. And, and I get, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of putting things in storage and I don't want to do that. I just want to have things that I love and, and put out. But again, that being said, I have five of the Azrak Hamway monster heads. And as soon as I got them, I put them on Mego bodies. Um, it, it, there was a funny, there was a funny story uh, about this. Is I, I don't remember the company. I don't. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't Azrak uh, AHI, but there was or Azrak Hamway AHI, Azrak Hamway International. Um, the uh, there was a story. Uh, I remember somebody made Martian Chronicles figures that were eight inch figures in the in the eighties, and I think this might have been one of his videos. Or at least, or maybe I read it on a blog or something. I don't, I don't remember. But I'm, I'm going to give credit to Brian because I think it was one of his videos. Is that uh, the somebody did an interview with somebody who made these Martian Chronicles figures, and they said, "Yeah, I always hoped that a kid would tear the head off of this cheap blow mold body that we had and put it on Amigo and and put the clothes on it that we had, kind of thing." So it's like he, he was kind of fantasizing about you know early customized uh, customized figures but people out there there are a lot of people finding these old azrak hamway bodies and doing stuff with them um this is a, a i will say i love having this magazine toy ventures number one in my hands because this is something that again i I've invested so much into Mego, and I've heard all the legends of of Azrak Hamway. This is such just a great testimony to these weirdo toys that every one of us probably had or saw because, you know, uh, they did a character that one of us liked. Oh, yeah. Oh, my kid likes Batman. I'll buy him this Batman thing. My kid likes Star Trek. Let's buy him a Spock. And it, you know, it, it went even as far, uh, Curtis, as Azrak Hamway made a Kiss microphone, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, and, and he he showed uh, there, there's a there's a um, an article here about some Kiss rarities, which are really fun. But the one thing by Azrak Hamway in here, um, it was a solid state circuitry microphone. And the ad said in it, "Everyone wants to be an entertainer." Now you can sing along with the famous Crazy Kiss recording group. <laughs> or record yourself. Yeah, they, they were really down with the kids. The Crazy Kiss recording group. They're that's what, crazy. That's what you call them, a recording group. Uh, or perform yourself. Listen to your voice on radio. No wire. So it's kind of a Mr. Microphone, but it was Kiss. Uh, oh my God, it would kill to have that. Yeah. So no, not really, but yeah, really yeah. Cool. So, uh, but I'm 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 double checking. I'm not sure if it was Azrak Hamway or not. Yeah, yeah. They the ones that it came was it, it, Kiss it, Radio it, with the microphone. It said it like, was. It, along? Oh, how cool would that be? But yeah, he said uh, in the article here it says it was pictured in AHI's 79 and 80 catalog, mm -hmm. as well as an insert. Uh, so, but anyway, if you want to know more, you'll have to buy Toy Ventures. Number one, go to plaidstallions.com and procure your copy because it, it's just so cool to have a print magazine about something that you are really fascinated about and one done so well. 
because this this is you know because I, I was always a big fan of like a lot of the film magazines and stuff like that like film facts you you guys familiar with that no film facts Film Facts was a great uh, magazine. Or Fangoria. You know, go go further back. Uh, or, 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 yeah. Gorgon, yeah. Fangoria. Or what was it, What were the big D&D uh, Dungeon Magazine? Was that what it was called? Well, yeah, there, was, there was Dungeon and Dragon. But... Yeah, Dungeon oh. was mostly Dungeon. Oh, yeah. Dragon mm. was more mixed content. Yeah. So, in and our, White Dwarf, which was the... Oh, Citadel yeah. One. Yeah, that was yep. good. So I, but you just gotta love those specialty magazines, you know, especially now because it's such a rare thing, and you know, I'm just, I just feel so privileged to be to, to be able to call Brian a friend, and uh, I wish I would have got gotten in on the magazine earlier uh, for the crowdsourcing and everything. And I'm again so sorry, Brian, if if you listen to the podcast and everything, um, you're you're a superhero in your own right because uh, the 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 shit you had to endure. Uh, and, and you bounce back from it. Uh, God bless you. Um, and I cannot wait for number two in December. And I hope it uh, I hope it works out for you. And please let me know if you need anything. I'd love to interview you about the process on this too. So we shall see going forward. Um, but yeah, so so that's pretty much it uh, for this break. I don't want to hog too much time. Uh, but uh, it's it, it, I, I was just so excited to get this, and I'm so excited about uh, his Brian's generosity and uh, and stick-to-itiveness. and and again, it, it's just so cool that you know after being a fan of his website and videos for so long that you know the last year or so now I've been able to actually call him a friend on on Facebook, and uh, it, it's a, it's truly an honor. So. Uh, and he is a decent and human if being. If it weren't for that damn COVID, we would have been networking and making friends at the <laughs> oh, Migo, the me- Migo, the Migo meet. meet. Yeah, and I, me- and I, I would have been the only girl carrying around a doll like a weirdo. <laughs> those, I, those I don't guys think love so. that shit. It's really oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you had some fans at the last Migo meet for sure. I was I was carrying around a Blythe openly. And, yeah, like, was, shopping with it. There you go. <laughs> and that's one to grow on. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and go to the break. Um, sorry, we don't really have time for questions on that. But, uh, you know, it's just such a, a wonderful curiosity to, to own and be able to just pour over. And, again, great job, Brian. We'll see everybody on the flip side of this break. And uh, we'll see what... Uh, Let's see what Miles wants to talk about. What do you say? Yeah, good news. Good All right. And then hey. Susan is up in the, the final segment of the program. She will also talk about a print publication. She's yeah. gotten, gotten her hands on uh, a subscription you've had for over a decade, almost two, I'd At least say. 15 years. Yeah, yeah, 15 or 20 years. I don't know. Very good. i got to renew it, too. Oh, I'll help you with that. All right, we'll be right back with more geeky gals and guys right after this. All the months of preparation now come to fruition. And now... 
On with the show. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own Drink. safety. Please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. <laughs> Set your phasers to stun, your summit screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys. With Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. Oh, 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 God, my microphone is so insanely hot now. My mic is hot. so hot. Hot mic, folks. Hot mic. I met him last weekend. <laughs> on, a, on a yacht with Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome I back. I want more Paul Lind. More Paul Lind. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll give you all you can handle, sister. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back. I need to study more Paul Lind so I can get better. You know what? My impression isn't, isn't That perfect. sounds like a great way to let the pandemic go by. Yeah, I'll start watching all the Paul and yeah, shit over again. Just everything. Welcome back, Susan. Yes. Yes. I'm here. And <laughs> welcome back, Michelle, our other geeky gal. Well, it's been a fun evening. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's been a very fun evening. So, And uh, Cousin Curtis, uh, parts unknown, welcome back. Kurt. I'm afraid if I rubbed a lamp right now and a genie popped out, I would waste a wish on being able to make Donald Trump aware of how much I look forward to voting against him. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you were hoping you'd bring me back from the grave. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, would, I know where he's buried. I could go down and resurrect him tonight. There you oh go. He's buried God. in Ohio, isn't he? Yes, he is. That's right. Uh, wh- wh- where is he in Ohio? I forget. Uh, it's a it's a little tiny little place like on the way to Mount Vernon down Route Three. I can't oh, remember okay. the name of that. I think it's it's like Jelloway or one of those these field like, trip. Blink and you miss it. Little towns. Yeah. Oh, we got to do a field trip. Uh, it, 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 the, oh, the, dude, yeah, like the two. Yeah, the, Paul Lynn's grave. Yeah, yeah. The two of us, <laughs> two of us will come down there, and uh, you and Cheryl. That sounds like a gothic dream come true. Are you guys ready? Their blood. <laughs> I, I thought go goth- see Paul Lynn's grave. I thought goths only had nightmares. Uh, so- <laughs> I'm gonna bring the Ouija board and a bottle of whiskey. We're gonna have the best time. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I was thinking some champagne. Okay, Paul All right. seems like a champagne guy. Now you're you speaking think? my language. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, maybe. And last, last but not least, uh, yeah, this is this is gonna be a running shtick now. I think who can who can out uh, Paul Lind one another, uh, and of course, last but not least, Miles, Miles, uh, the the floor is yours. Uh, you, you said you, you had some, I, you know, I, I love your good news and everything, but submarine talk. We haven't had, I don't think, any submarine talk in a while. We talked about I boats have before. Not brought up the submarine. There are uh, quite a few good submarine stories. Um, well, uh, uh, do, do you want to go? With, you want to go with submarine stories, or do you want to go with the good news? What, what do you want to do? Oh, we'll go. We can start it off with the submarine. And if I end it early, I'll, I'll mention a few good news things. Yeah. All right. All right. So right. I, I, I have ways to kill time. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but when you say lots of submarine stories, it reminds me of the one that uh, 
the story of the submarine that sank because of its toilet. But that's another story for another time. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're talking, wow. We're not talking about that submarine. Yeah, that happened during World War II. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so, so as uh, just, just a little setup for anybody who's a new listener to the show or anything, Miles is... Uh, largely, you're a, a World War II buff, although you are not limited in your yeah. knowledge to no. to uh, battles. Uh, but World War II is kind of your your forte. I, it is. It, I I enjoy yeah. World War II. I mean, that's that was a time when it was very classic, good versus evil. You know, World War One was a lot more politicking, and you know, a little ambiguous. Some Prince Ferdinand gets killed or something. Archduke. Yeah. Archduke. Okay. Archduke. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, sure. Promote him to Archduke, why don't you? Yeah, that's fine. You know, posthumously. That's okay. <laughs> I know at least that. <laughs> so. The, Didn't the story, World War II end in 1942 or three? Well, according to Trump, it ended in 1918 with the plague. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was it, Miles? They did whatever they had to do. Yeah, take over the airports. Take yeah, over the yeah. airports. Uh, during, during the battle for our revolution. They ran to the ramparts. <laughs> oh, God. They canceled uh, drunk history and left us with Trump, that, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. All right. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, we we up. mentioned we we mentioned the ramparts. So I I I, I gotta play. I gotta play that <laughs> drop. No, 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 so here we go. So. The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter. Oh wait, no, that's the long one. Here's a short one. Our yeah. army manned the airports. It ran the ramparts. Rand Paul? It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. No, cool. Yeah. Where where did that happen? Where did that happen? Yosemites. Yosemites. Yeah. All right. That's what oh, I thought. God. Go ahead. Go ahead, Miles. Oh, God. All right. So um, this submarine, back in the day, I think in the 70s, uh, uh, my... My memory, because I, I wrote down notes, but the, the, the date escapes me. But back in the 70s, an Italian submarine uh, named after Enrique Tazzoli was sold for scrap for $100,000. Nice. That basically melted down. Now, that was cheaper than that goat. That, sorry? I said that was cheaper than that goat uh, Michelle was talking oh. about. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that submarine was gifted to the Italians by the Americans or sold or however that they got hold of it. And it was the USS Barb in during World War II. And the USS Barb has the, the I believe, uh, the third highest uh, kills in tonnage of any uh, submarine in the U.S. service. Uh, and that's that's saying something. There, I mean, there were there were hundreds of these things made. It was a Gato class submarine named the USS Barb. And I'm talking about when it was uh, out in the oceans under the command of Eugene Flucky, Captain Eugene Flucky. He uh, has something you should know about the submarine captains. They were allowed to have four tours with a submarine because it was reasoned by the Navy that if a captain of a submarine um, went longer than four tours that that captain would become either too cautious and not get enough done or too reckless and get themselves killed along with their crew in the ship. So four was the magic number. Now, Eugene Flucky was so good 
they gave him a fifth tour. And uh, yeah, we'll get to the uh, the fifth tour. So ship was laid down in 41, launched in 42, and Flucky got the captainhood in January of 44. And it sank a Japanese aircraft carrier, a Japanese cruiser, a frigate, and 29 other uh, Japanese ships, which wow. is, yeah, yeah, it's it's one hell of a um, a, a run. Uh, what this what this guy did with this um, submarine because the the standing um, strategy that was used by most when you're in a submarine is you go out into your patrol area and you just kind of like lie in wait for the enemy to come in and get in your sights. You know, you, you spot it with your periscope, or you're, you're running, you know, on the surface and then you just dive down before they spot you and you move to intercept them and you torpedo them. That, that was the, you know, the, the, but that's not what Flucky did. Flucky mm -hmm. took intelligence information and he went and performed missions. One of these missions I'm giving as a, for example, he went into a harbor that was on the China coast. And this harbor was used by freighter captains because the freighters, I mean, it, you, anyone knows that when you're dealing with an island nation like Japan or uh, England, Freighters are the lifeblood of that country. They bring in everything that country needs to survive. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it's a huge, huge part of it. When you're an island nation, you are entirely dependent on it. Anyway, so captains of freighters would use this harbor as a safe haven. Um, you know, like they would run at night, you know, when it's dark and relatively safe versus running during the day. So they would park in these harbors during the day. And <laughs> Captain Flucky took this ship into the harbor. He went past the it was the entrance was mined, and you know when you're when mines are bad, you run to a mine, it's over, it's toast. He risked that. He went into the harbor and found thirty freighters lined up like ducks all around the place. Oh and my God. the Gato, the yeah, the Gato class submarine has six forward-facing tubes and four aft-facing torpedo tubes, and he fired all ten and fled and left before the uh, uh, you know the enemy could mount a uh, an effective pursuit. He escaped back into the ocean, and yeah. he took out eight ships, and it was the largest. Uh, it was the most kills of any single attack of a U.S. submarine uh, in history. You know, taking out you know eight eight enemy eight ships with one one attack. So that that's what this guy did. He would use the knowledge and intelligence that he had. Now on his fifth patrol, he requested that his submarine be equipped with rocket tubes, one hundred and thirty millimeter rocket tubes. Okay, that is that is an artillery piece. That's what ships and um, other units of the military use to fire rockets and bombard uh, positions or uh, cities or what have you. Mm -hmm. And he would go up and down the Japanese and Chinese coast, and he bombarded um, factories and whatnot. And one Japanese report on one of the bombardments that he performed, they believed 
that the factory city was bombarded by six ships as well as a submarine and it was just him <laughs> there was nobody else that's that's what the, this this guy was doing with this kind of crap okay <laughs> it's an amazing i love this i love hearing uh, i could listen to the story over and over where all right i already covered i'm writing down notes i'm going over my notes just double checking don't miss anything no all worries right, so um, one of the famous things about World War II is the United States had crap for torpedoes. They were garbage because they're. Um, if I was actually going to. I, I was. I was actually going to ask that. Like, when were the um, um, first? Uh, you know, uh, uh, when did s- torpedoes become standardized on on submarines? But this was obviously before that. Um. No, this happened. No, this, t- torpedoes became standard long before this. Yeah. Uh, oh, they did. Oh, okay. Amer- American torpedoes were garbage because they well, tried that's what to I overfancy. Was, yeah. yeah, they 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 overfancied it with like magnetic detonators, so that because you could really kill a ship if the torpedo passed underneath, and this magnetic detonator detected the magnetic signature of a ship above it, it would detonate. And when you have this, water does not compress. And so when you have this explosion underneath the ship, it would crack the the keel. And that's it. The ship's done. It's it, 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 it's, it's it's over. But So they overfancied okay. it. And these torpedoes would not detonate. So what Flucky did was he had his crew disassemble the torpedoes and rebuild the detonators. Now, these weren't the magnetic detonators. He had, I think, uh, the contact detonators. These are the ones that, uh, once they bump into an enemy hull, they detonate and blow up. And, uh, I, I, the, I mean, I've seen, you've seen some Hollywood pictures of, of torpedoes striking ships? That ain't nothing. That, yeah. Hollywood don't do it right. I mean, I've seen some footage of real World War II torpedoes hitting. Oh, my, the, the ship looks like a toy compared to the plume of water that shoots up out of the... It's an, it's unbelievable. Anyway, so... I, ha- I have seen, I have seen like, the old newsreel footage of yes. uh, torpedo attacks where it just shoots up almost like a mushroom cloud of water. Yeah. 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 It's cr- it, it, The amount of firepower is amazing. So he rebuilt these torpedoes to correct... He put into the, the stronger springs to ensure that they would work properly. And so his kill, you know, the amount, obviously the amount of kills this guy racked up, uh, you know, uh, is a testament to his success in that regard. So one story about this I'm going to share about this uh, submarine. At the uh, uh, end of the fifth tour, he had already l- launched all his torpedoes. He had none left. I think they even used all their deck gun ammunition. They had nothing. But he was still out and around, and he had a plan. And so... During the tour, they were up going up and down the Japanese coast, and at one point they noticed a train um, track, you know, a bridge, you know, because uh, Japan is very mountainous. Mm-hmm. And this train track went along the coast, and it would co- cross over a gully or a river or whatever that was emptying out to the ocean. And he yeah. was, came up with a plan to attack the train tracks. and uh, But he has nothing. And the, the documentary I just saw indicated that um, they took a 55-pound uh, explosive to uh, go blow up the bridge. 
and the explosive that they took was it's called a scuttle charge because yeah. if you're ever captured by the enemy you're supposed to sink your own ship to prevent the enemy from gaining it as an asset or an intelligence uh, you know which what is happened. a horrible nightmare but yeah i get it yeah oh the the the, the submarine uh um branch of the military it was one of the most deadly i mean the the yeah you go out chances are you were gonna die i mean it's like it was horrible anyway so scuttle charge he took one of the three scuttle charges for his submarine and he sent eight men on two inflatable rafts onto the japanese mainland and they put this charge under the track and set up the uh, a trigger so that when a train um, put its weight on the bridge, it would detonate the charge. And uh, apparently they watched as this train, <laughs> when the train went over it, and, uh, you know, it's it, it said that the train blew up 200 feet in the air from the charge. Wow. But I, okay, I'm going to call shenanigans on that. Yeah. 200 feet, that's 20 stories. And locomotives are month. No, 55. No, it wouldn't have done that. It's That's exaggeration, I'm sure. It might have lifted it a little bit, but probably it fell 200 feet. The entire train went into the ocean. <laughs> so yeah. one of the when, when this um, um, submarine ended its tour, it has what's called like a, a battle flag or something like that. And on this flag is listed all of its kills. And it had... I wrote it down. 39 or no, 38. It had a total of 38 kills. Oh, quick thing on that wow. uh, bridge explosion. Sure. Um, it was the only attack of U.S. forces on the Japanese mainland in the entire war. We did not have any land operations on Japan other than that. That was it. Yes, we did aerial bombings and stuff like that, but no land forces ever went on to Japan uh, um, in the war except for that one incident. So 38 uh, targets, ships sunk by this uh, sub uh, submarine, and on the flag at the very bottom is a symbol for a train. <laughs> the <laughs> submarine that sank a train. And we so, talked We talked about that, too, uh, on one of your last stories, how they, they give the little... Uh, insignias for for kills uh yes. uh, or or shooting down like you said the the one uh, aircraft the one fighter pilot uh who had yes. uh the american fighter pilot who had an american flag next next to all the nazi flags that he shot down um and earning his double ace yes yeah earning you, his double ace can you so. imagine the staff sergeant for whoever it was from the navy you know having to come his, his supervisor comes up okay okay we need an insignia uh for the flag for the sub uh it's got to be a train yeah what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a train patch on there yeah. <laughs> was Mon was monopoly around back then do you could put a, a railroad, uh, yes. railroad crossing you know yes but monopoly uh, came out during the uh great depression yeah that's right so the um, I'm sorry, I'm regaining, trying to regain my That's thoughts. That's okay. About, oh, 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 FDR. So this ship, this submarine was so successful. FDR. I mean, the president of the United States wanted copies on all of this submarine's action reports. 
Meaning mm-hmm. anything this submarine did, he wanted to know about it. That's that's how good they were. And the um, they were in Hawaii, and and Franklin Delano Roosevelt was visiting Hawaii at the same time, and he told the captain Flucky, he's like, hey, I want you to put move your sub along at top speed, at, just for the sole purpose so that Franklin Delano Roosevelt could film it with its banner waving in the air. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're that good and the president of the United States has has his attention on you, you know, that that's really something. So Flucky, so what the awards this ship won? Captain Flucky won the Congressional Medal of Honor, four Navy crosses. The crew won two Navy crosses, 23 silver stars, 23 bronze stars, four Presidential unit citations, one Navy unit commendation, four Navy and Marine Corps medals, 82 letters of commendation ribbons. Oh, and there we go. There's the note I wrote down. 38 ships and one train killed. Now, remember me talking about uh, how the submarine service was one of the most deadly services that you could be in in the war. Because, you know, once the sub goes down, that's it. You're toast. Mm -hmm. Lucky had no crew killed and no serious injuries in any of his five tours wow none that's how good so and flucky uh became a rear admiral at, at top rank um uh chief navy intelligence he was the chief of navy intelligence and he retired in 1972 and he finally passed away in uh 19 uh i'm sorry 2007 at the age of 93 oh wow Oh, I bet. Did did anybody did anybody ever call him Lucky Flucky? Yes, Lucky Flucky was his name, a uh, nickname, and the other nickname he had because of he, him going up and down the China coast, taking on freighters, was the Galloping Ghost of the China Coast. Oh but wow, yeah. Lucky wow. Flucky. Yes, yes, that was a nickname of his uh, in the service. Very true. Uh, wow. But that is. Uh, that and I am down to four minutes. Oh God! Now I got to pick something. Well, you don't have to pick anything. We we, we could uh, see if uh, anybody wants to chime in on that. But I was oh, thinking, I was thinking, uh, lucky, lucky, flucky uh, sounds like something Herman, K- the late Herman Cain said. Ah, uh, it ducky. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, 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 anybody have any uh, comments or anything? Uh, on this, uh, Curtis, a uh, pretty fascinating uh, World War II history there, right? For digging this stuff up. You, you think that the, like, it, it's been exhaustively reported, but stories like this just, it, it, it really is inspiring. Uh, thank you, Miles, for sharing that. There's a guy on the YouTube that I watch, and I, 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 pick and ch- I cherry pick stories out of, uh, you know, well, what he and- does. Yeah, and you know what's nice now is is CNN is doing a lot of uh, greatest generation stories, and mm-hmm. in, in conjunction with um, Ancestry dot com or whatever, uh, it, 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 I actually think I want to find out what my great grandfather did, uh, Constante Grossi. Not by birth, I'm not Italian at all, but he was my step great grandfather, and I knew and I loved him dearly. Um, he actually, you know, he, he he was an Italian immigrant as a child and fought against, you know, his former countrymen in World War II. 
and took a bullet through that knocked out his back teeth and the palate of his, uh, you know, in the roof of his mouth. Oh. Um, and he had a metal plate put in. And he always used to say to me when I was a, a little kid, he was like, yeah, I got a metal plate up here. And he'd stick his thumb in his mouth and tap it. Oh, <laughs> and um, and he's like, that's keep the brains from hanging in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, he was wow. just matter of fact about it, but I would love to to find out, you know, what what his involvement was and what what maybe battles and everything he fought in. Uh, that would be that would be fascinating. But uh, yeah, want, I'm, I'm already yeah. chatting uh, with uh, Shane because he's got some more stories. Uh, I mean, of yeah. like what his family, you know, and relatives and. Yeah, stuff. and this is stuff you might want to talk to Trisec about sometime too, because I, th- I think he's got a a big interest in this stuff as well. Uh, Suze, anything you want to uh, comment on or or mention before we get to the break? Nope, nope, uh, nothing off the top of my head. Michelle, um, I I get to hear these stories all the time. I only find some <laughs> on, the, on the YouTube and it tells me about them later. So. <laughs> Ah, uh, it ducky! Yeah, <laughs> lucky so, flocky. As as exciting as hearing about a toilet sinking a submarine is, um, I think maybe the next story I'll talk about. I don't. I don't think I talked about the night witches. Oh well, the next night time. witches. And a a military unit composed entirely of women, and how they kick nice. ass. Yeah. Uh, all I know is. My next band is going to be Nightwitch. So, yeah, I think Curtis can get down with that. So, all right, we're going to come back. Susan's going to talk about uh, one of her publications she subscribed to for a very long time now. Very, uh, and that very... is Bus.com. Yeah. Look at us. Magazine. So. All right, we're going to go to the break. i got to figure out what song we're going to play here, but uh, it'll be here forthwith. It's not real. Just a computer-generated fantasy. Safe 
I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. The Tim Coromel Show, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Turn Up the Night on RadioForHumans.com. Boom, boom, shakalaka goes right there. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Has anybody told you how good-looking you are lately? Well, they should. Oh, my good gracious me, look at that. Radioforhumans.com <laughs> ah, you represent Earth's best thing. No, I, I don't, because I picked the wrong clip. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, but it was Christopher Lee, you, you know. Done. Sorry, what have Mom. you done? So, yeah, I just, I, I, I done fucked up. That's what it did. So anyway, welcome back to the show. Curtis uh, from Parts Unknown, although, you know, close to Paul Lynn's grave, from what I understand. That's right. Not too far from here. That road trip is totally going to happen. Oh, it so is. I, I'd be so honored. So, and of course, uh, Miles, welcome back. Thanks for uh, sub talk. Thank you. Thank you. So very fun. And Michelle, excellent trivia tonight. Thank you for that as well. Thank you. Um, be fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I had a chance in that, and I did it. I did it. <gasps> so Cleveland finally scored some points. And uh, <laughs> and uh, did I get everybody? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Susan, uh, you know, the, the lost art of print magazines 
publication. I like you. Things I like you, can, you. Things you can hold in your hand. And this is a magazine you have subscribed to for years. You used to talk about it on your old show that, you know. Uh, I know I changed the address. Ago. I know I was getting it when we were at the apartment before yeah. we moved into this house. Oh, I think you, you've done a, a change of address twice on that. I think I think you ago. were I think you used to get this in in Kent as well. Yeah, that's what I said when we had an apartment in Kent. And then you changed it till we had an apartment in Lakewood, and then you changed it again. Oh, I when did. We bought a okay. House. Yeah. Thank goodness you're here to remember this, because I don't remember this stuff anymore. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Hall just... of Justice. Yeah. There you go. So. But yeah, so. This is a magazine I've had for several years. It's called Bust, and they do have a good website at bust.com. And um, you, you, everyone should buy it, okay? Because it's awesome. So I just posted this thing that um, was about the Confederacy. Did you guys know that the Confederacy only lasted five years? Yes. Um, yeah. I never knew that. Okay, because it says on the side of my magazine... I've got period panties, panties that have lasted longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> so in order to figure out why that's so damn funny, I had to find out how long the Confederacy lasted. You really shouldn't hold on to your underwear longer than five years. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't know. What if they're lucky underpants? <laughs> nope. Or what if they're shucky ducky underpants? Ah, uh, shucky ducky! Well, pe- period panties are something you just wear once a month, yeah. anyway. So, but you know, yeah, this, no. this is something you know. I, I, you know, I, I I did know the Confederacy Confederacy only lasted that long, but it's I, one of those things because I'm not a war buff. Yeah, it, it's like you kind of put it in the back of your mind, but then when when things happen, uh, you know, uh, now that have been going on for so long. And you're mm-hmm. like, you need to put something in perspective. You're like, you know, yeah, what? it puts it can- in perspective. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying, yeah, this is a feminist magazine, and it always has a funny thing on the side. You know how ma- magazines have funny things on the side? Well, some do. The best ones do. But yeah. anyway, so I, I like many women, am addicted to uh, colorful, glossy magazines, and I would, I used, um, you know. During my youth and my teenage years, my mother was drunk all the time. So I used Seventeen Magazine to figure out how to do things. I figured out, you know, that how to put on makeup, how to wear underarm deodorant, things like that. You know, good things. So, um, yeah, there were some rough times. Well, there were rough times, but I also liked Sassy. That came out a little later. Sassy, maybe a little later. Sassy. Does anybody remember these? No. I remember but, that. But um, as I grew older, I would read things like Glamour or whatever. But I found that Glamour was kind of missing the point because um, Seventeen had more crafts or it was it was like assuming you were broke. It was like, here's how to be fashionable or here's how to make a mm. thing or, or things like that, you know? Well, you also Whereas some Glamour really, was like, yeah. here's a... a $2,000 dress and of course you're going to buy that and I'm like okay I live in Cleveland if I, I could buy that I wouldn't buy that does my name look like it's Melania um, does my but, name look like it's Vanderbilt no was there a $2,000 dress in Cleveland at that time I'm sure mm. you can buy you can spend your money 
You know what I mean? But it's like... <laughs> yeah. But then you're not going to be able to rent the fine, fine apartment you've rented with your best friend. True. And true. you got to do that. So, Probably, maybe in the Galleria in Cleveland, but definitely not Parma, right? <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, but you, you also got into some other cool magazines that I don't want to derail what you're talking about, but um, you were. Uh, Face Magazine is something we have a, a big stat. Wasn't it called that Face? That was in the 80s. Or that profile. was in the 80s. That's way gone. So, Interview Magazine was interview, the one that they interview. stopped doing in 19. 19- well, Andy Warhol stopped doing it in 1986 when yeah. he died. Yeah. I didn't like it after that, but it did continue mm-hmm. for another couple years. In but, the 90s, I, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have it anymore. It, it, well, yeah. it, soon after his death, they stopped having it. But yeah, I got a lot of interview magazines in the 80s. But um, so this one, the, the thing is with Glamour. It would have articles about like expensive clothing or um, it would have reviews of albums I would never listen to, like never. (laughs) Or it would have articles on like how to give your boss a blowjob. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I I shit you not. And I'd be like, Jerry, wait, oh wait, hold on. Does that differ from like a standard one? Like, is there oh a my office blowjob versus? I or did you read the article? To God, I did. And uh, I might <laughs> have it somewhere. It was like mid 90s. And I was like thinking, okay, why is this different from giving anyone else a blowjob? A. B. If I wanted to do that, I wouldn't need an a magazine to tell me how to do it. C. Three. Have you seen my boss? Because <laughs> nobody wants to do that. Like, seriously. <laughs> Thank you, No No Cat. That's how I felt. So I was like, this magazine is not quite getting it. You know, they just don't get me and where I am now mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So then I found bus.com. I think I was down at uh, the magazine, uh, well, the, oh, the bookstore yeah. at Coventry. Mm. I think something like that. Yeah, I, I think know. I think it, it probably was in Coventry at, at the bookstore down there. And you're like, oh, what is this? Bust. What um, is this? What is this? And what I is this? find it. What is that? I couldn't find it to buy it, so I was like, "Let's do a subscription." So I've yeah. had one since then, and I've lo- but okay. So in two thousand and three, um, I was getting it, and um, the editor turned over to Debbie Stoller, who is like, "I wanted to stalk, but I had a life. Like I want to stalk Debbie Stoller, and I want her to be my best friend, right?" Yes. But she started knitting and she was like having articles on knitting and different patterns and things like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she started stitching bitch as kind of like a national thing for women to get together and talk. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to start a Cleveland stitching bitch. And Debbie Stiller is going to be my best friend. This is going to be awesome. Well, you did start the Cleveland stitching bitch for sure. I did. It went on for years. But I, it went from 2003 to 2013 or something. It was a solid 10 years. About, yeah, I, I would say. Because it started at Capsule. Oh, Capsule was such a cool bar. It looked like the inside of, yeah. of, of the Moonbase Alpha on, on Space 1999. It was so cool. But Everything yeah, was, Debbie Stoller still the editor-in-chief you know. of um, of Bust. And her, her editor's letter this month was 
Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. She seriously wrote it like 700 times in the shape of a paragraph. And then at the end, it says, vote, 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 vote. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, that's great. <clears throat> but um, in Zelda, Zelda, she's right. She's like, it's true. She attended. She did go to Stitch and you Bitch attended for quite a while. Stitch, yeah, you did. When it was yeah. at PJ was, McIntyre's? It was what? At PJ McIntyre's? She went to PJ's. She went to, I think she did go to, to, um. What was the other bar we went to? I don't know. It was a long time well, ago. It's okay. Uh, I'm just m- mentioning the most memorable ones. So Bella Dubby. Bella Dubby. It was yeah. Bella Dubby. Okay. Which is now talking. So Tonto's. anyway, through the ten years, it was a nice women's group where women would get together, and sometimes men. I made a lot of good friends. I taught a lot of people to knit, and um, mm-hmm. we would hang out, talk about our projects, and then you know. That's it. It, well, was, Kate, it was it was uh, fun. Uh, Caitlin Chris in the chat says she attended the Quad Cities Stitch and Bitch. Uh, she stopped in 2012 yeah. because that's when she moved to Cedar Rapids. So yeah. this is not unknown to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it was supposed to be um, you know a younger um, younger group of of crafters knitters, and um, I wrote an article for Debbie Stoller's book. That basically said, yes, we are trying to, we are open to all stitching, knitting, crocheting. We're trying to, um. Oh my God. We should get that book out next show or do, uh, is it here? Somewhere. Is it on my bookshelf? Yeah, it's in the attic. It's in, no, it's no, not it in, be. it's with the craft books. Oh, all okay. the craft books are upstairs in anyway. the attic. You sure? My, I got an organizational system. Um, but it was, we're trying, we're trying to find a cross-dressing cross stitcher to join our group we were trying to be cute i was trying to be cute but we were trying to be open to people you know sure sure so not just cute but open it was 2002 and uh, you know another uh, fun fact about susan's uh stitch and bitch group is that my late uh bass player and at, at many other people, Derek Poindexter, who was in Hairwolf, Michelle, uh, you know that a- epic bass line on the song I played uh, tonight, True If Destroyed, True If Not Destroyed? Um, uh-huh. uh, Derek was part of the group. Derek yeah. knitted. Derek knitted. He made himself... He had I taught him giant, He had giant dreadlocks, and he made himself... Uh, well, I think one of his first things was a big old hat to fit over his dreadlocks, which was super he cool. He did, and then he made a big scarf with eyeballs on it, which was cool. <laughs> I miss him so much. Oh, Yeah, he was a good guy, and, and everyone was like, oh, everyone was so weird about us being friends, and I was like, no, I was friends with him first, and then I introduced him to Ken, and he was. they were just like, how did you become friends? I'm like, I taught him to knit. <laughs> I, <laughs> course but um anyway this is a really good magazine and um the it has latest- like kind of flash involved go ahead I-, I was just gonna say i think you should plug the latest <laughs> issue and who's on the cover oh yeah it's got um stacy abrams wants you to vote so i was reading the article about stacy stacy abrams which was cool because I didn't know about her growing up and her parents, which is always fun. And it has a little cute picture of her as a teenager. Um, and, of course, Stacey Abrams was in the running to uh, be uh, Joe Biden's running mate. 
Yeah, yeah. And she is, um, she was interviewed by Amber Tamlin. And you guys, I don't know if you know Amber Tamlin is David Cross's wife. And she's a poet on her own, but and I'm just the, like, oh my the God, daughter, they're friends. That's so cool. The daughter of yeah. Russ Tamblyn as well. But yeah, yeah Stacey Abrams is anyway. a voting rights activist, uh, politician, author. Yeah, so it gives, you know, it gives all the information. So I'm like, okay, what's her... I'm, I'm a, I just followed it, her um, right voting rights. It, and it looks like from her website... I'm trying to find it. But anyway, I followed it, and it, it, it helps people to not be intimidated by voter intimidation. Oh, Fair Fight. Fairfight.com. So it looks like it just it mainly helps in Georgia, but um, it keeps people. It's it helps you to be an observer, make sure people yeah. get to the polls. But so I, I signed up for that too. But it looks like it just helps people from Georgia. Well, it says uh, yeah, we send out hundreds. Ken, we send out hundreds of thousands of texts to help people navigate the voter suppression in the primary. So. They're well, probably going to do that same thing with the the big election. She served in the Georgia House of Representatives uh, from 2007 to 2017. That's the reason why Yeah, uh, it's Georgia-focused. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. But. Yeah, gubernat- she, said, she, said she, was, she said she was cheated out of winning the gubernatorial race in 2018. Uh, so she's protecting voters' rights. Yeah, yeah. But that's interesting. Um, I I just really like the way it just feels to me like it's it's a good friend that's like, hey, you're interested in this. You know, it's just there's more likelihood that I'm going to be interested in the articles and the clothes. They have designers that seem more accessible, more up and coming designers mm-hmm. and like more different sizes models instead of super super tiny models that into you know so it's it's better to have like i don't know different people of different yeah sizes showing different clothings and stuff like that not just representing the size zero crowd yeah and just lots of different female oriented albums and stuff like that well that's um, how we found about latigra and they they focused yeah. a lot on uh um oh oh gosh um oh the tigers um oh the what's her uh, name dear, uh, what's her face hannah no 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 hannah montana name. folks no i'm just kidding <laughs> no. uh uh no catherine hannah no. <laughs> Ca- no no uh oh gosh what's her name um from uh new pornographers she was in new pornographers as well why can't i remember her name so, uh, the Tigers anyway, have spoken. That was it, right? La Tigra? Well, La Tigra, uh, but no. There. Uh, anyway, go ahead. I'll, I'll find it. Anyway, there's an article on Throwing Muses' new album, um, Crickets, Danny Denial, Angel Olsen. You know, lots of interesting stuff. And then it goes to movies, and it gives a, um, you know, a once-over on the Glorias. Nico Case. But... Yeah, Nico. That's actually how there was a nice article on Nico Case a, a while ago. Yeah, so yeah, she, lots of off. things like um, books that you might want to read, poetry books, 
just um and then at the end it has some porn and uh <laughs> well thank god because i felt like uh, you felt weird yeah bust.com was gonna take me somewhere else like yeah. i that's busty.com yeah that's yeah, busty. That, that's it you're thinking of the supernatural site. I saw a stripper in my 20s named Watermelon Helen. The highlight of her show was oh where she God. would destroy cans of beer with her boobs. And I was like, oh, this is nope. That's not it at all. So oh, so she was kind of yeah. like the, the Gallagher of strippers. No, 100 percent. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely gal. Yeah, we, we had one down here called Busty Heart. Oh, <laughs> the same things, you know. Right, it was spectacular. What a show, you know. Well, you know, they always I, they always do have um different um, um advertisements from Muff dot com, um but but they have like different articles and and podcasts. Like that's how I found out the comedian Aquafina. That's hysterical. Mm -hmm. Um, Jessica Williams, who I yeah. have, she is so funny. Jessica, um, and then Phoebe Robinson's got a podcast. That's hysterical. Um, but yeah, they do have like, um, Dr. Carol Queen offers creative solutions for long distance lovers. And, um, <laughs> then it does have, it, it does have a cross stitch and uh, not a cross stitch, but a crossword puzzle and it has horoscopes. And then it's, it's got the one handed read and the one handed read is, you're one page of porn. Oh, so you can. Finally. Oh, yeah. I got it. The one-handed read, isn't that nice? That's smart. So I'm not reading it to you, okay? I work know you want work to harder, not uh, or work smarter, not harder is what that that is. But no, I think that, it's no. It's called "Don't Get Your Magazine All Messed Up." That's cool. yeah, yeah. That's you, um, you, you can't resell it if that happens. It's your friend. What? Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it's got an article on um on pandemics. It's called Death and the Maidens and how different pandemics like the Black Death and um and uh the nineteen eighteen influenza helped women's rights. Like they weren't gonna give women the right to vote until after the pandemic influenza of nineteen eighteen and they were like, Oh well, okay, let's give them the right to vote. Wasn't it nineteen seventeen so. though? The nineteen eighteen influenza and women's rights in America. Oh. Okay, I'm just reading what it says right there. No, I'm sorry. I was uh, uh, I got confused because Trump fucked it up the other day. So Trump it, fucked it, it up. Okay. Yeah. So But no, I mean uh, but He's a um, bad man. Bad man. Yeah. Bad man. But no, for the most part, um, this magazine, I, I, I love this magazine. It, it, it's, it, again, I'm a feminist. I'm a straight white man. I can pick this magazine up and find all kinds of fascinating stuff with one hand. No, I'm kidding. Um, with one hand. No, it always uh, has but some the, it, kind it always of has thing on how to cook. Yeah. Uh, something to cook. Something to craft. Good like music, craft. good movies, good books. Yeah. And um, they have this thing called the Browometer, which is different quotes from different woman, women and different things like that. Yeah. Oh, and it has one article on uh, the boy du jour, which is about a man. So. Typically, a man that's, uh, what? what? What's that man? A, a feminist. feminist. I don't know. Yep. They, that's how we found out about um, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, yeah. That shit's hysterical. Yeah. 
Yeah, Fucking Orlando Bloom has been popular with them for a while too, as well. You that's know, lots of yeah. Are they? So uh, also, um, that's how we found out about um. God, why can't I think of it? Zelda's into it. She posted a meme from it. Broad I, I don't. City. What are you into? Broad, oh yeah, Broad City. Broad City. We that's were just how talking I found about, out Broad about Broad City, City from uh, so, Bus.com. You guys were talking about that like, at the RNC watch party. Yeah, I guess I, I was like, I guess I should check this comedy out. I love it. I love it. Well, there's little comedy I don't love, so. Yeah. Because comedy's funny. Broad City's yeah. a great show, though, so. Oh, so here's another um, thing. There's an article on, um, I don't know how my time is. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's time's gone. not Time's not so good. Uh, so there's last, this article on entrepreneurial Nick, Nicole Cardoza. Mm-hmm. Delivers action items in your inbox with her anti-racist daily newsletter. So you can sign up at antiracismdaily.com. So I did. I haven't paid her any money yet, but I don't know if I like it yet. But so I'm going to get an email from sure. antiracistdaily.com. And it, yeah. it looks like from the history, it's like, oh, you know, like, check out Brianna Taylor. I'm going to say her name wrong. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's just going to tell you different things that are happening in the world and things you should be aware of. So, but I like it because it's just like, it's different. And then it has like, you know, like somebody's blog, like there's somebody out there that's just like fashion blogging and they're just blogging their outfits. And you're like, oh, look at you. You're a regular person and you're looking great, you know. But yeah, and they've talked about people like. Nick Offerman, Amy Schumer, uh, yeah. uh oh, oh uh, Amy Sedaris, probably David Mich- Sedaris too. Yeah, or Mich- that's that's I think that's how I figured I found out about Amy Sedaris too. But but okay, so no, here's this. No, we saw Strangers with Candy way before. That's true. You're right. We can't give them credit for everything. But um, <laughs> so here's a here's a like a looks fashion beauty. So it's like get this look, Michelle. You'd love this. It's Morticia Adams. So yeah. like, I know. So they're like, here's a dress and here's where you can get it. And here's a lipstick that's like her color. Here's a nail polish. Here's some little cute coffin rings, you know, and nice. some eye makeup. So and uh, here's a vampira eye palette and where you can buy that at Luna Lunatic dot com. So, you know, that's yeah. that's kind of neat stuff. So. And again, we've bought a lot of stuff out of this magazine too, uh, we because have. it's it's generally affordable and <laughs> fun, and you're supporting like you know small businesses. Yeah, a so. lot of time people are on Etsy's, but it's got a little yeah. article on Morticia Adams and how she's a great homemaker. She cooks, she knits, she maintains a calm head while raising two children. Yes, there you go. But she clips and tosses blooming roses instead of displaying spite, instead of displaying them. I, so. I, I I'm okay with that because uh, you know you don't have to worry about watering rose stems. Yeah. Uh, yes. But anyway, anyway, we are anyway. At one minute before the hour. Suze, thank you for that. That was fun. Uh, thank you. I'm but, I'm all, yeah. I'm all about being fun. Yeah. I know you guys just got all you got out of this is the one handed read, and that's getting fine. to know you, <laughs> getting fun. to know all about you. Getting to like you, getting to hold you like me. God damn you! 
dancer. I wish you could see me dancing. <laughs> oh, I mixed the Corbus God damn you in there, too. Corbus! God damn God damn you! <laughs> All right. Let's wrap things up right now. So, uh, okay. We'll go alphabetical uh, for parting shots tonight. So, Curtis, what do you got on the way out? Good job on the sh- on the on the game show tonight. That was fun. Hey, thank you. I look forward to doing that uh, and continuing on with that. Uh, taking cues from Miles, I, I look for some good news this week. And two things I think I, I would just really like. This is empowering. This feels really good. Uh, family approved and G rated comedian Jim Gaffigan absolutely oh. threw his lot in with the mm-hmm. left this week and if you've not followed his twitter mm-hmm. then you need to go I, I don't have time or i would read the series of tweets that he let out that are so awe-inspiring i was yeah, just I like think i've seen them yeah it's on. very reassuring really you were putting it down holy yeah. shit I've, i read I saw that and i was yeah. like I, tears streamed down my face i'm like yes thank you um just I mean, one part of it I thought was amazing. Where he, he puts in there as a dig, he says, to those of you who think I'm destroying my career, wake up. If Trump gets elected, the economy will never come back. Never. And, you know, uh, that right there was reassuring. And uh, also, if you're following amazing comic artist Neil Adamans, who is a leftist like us, uh, I, I thought this tweet was like, yes, this is exactly the type of uh, thing I'm looking for in that Biden is outspending Trump five to one on his campaign. And part of it is we, we think that he knows he's going to fucking lose and he's going to take that money and abscond with it or to whatever. Yeah. He knows he's yeah. ruined outside of it. Right. And wow. It's just another point of light to let you know, like. I know there's a lot of voices that are assuring you that Trump is going to win, and 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 it's a likelihood, <sighs> but you don't have to give in to those and to despair. So, uh, thanks to everybody that listened tonight and tuned in, and it it it, it chatted with us in the chat. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Kurt. I'm out. All right. Yep. Very good. I'll go next because it's alphabetical. Uh, believe the science, folks. Uh, my uncle who was MAGA, died of COVID. I just shared a story earlier today. Uh, there was a, a man who uh, thought COVID was a hoax, now begging for forgiveness because his wife died of it. This ain't no joke, folks. You gotta yep. fucking... You, you just... It's the simplest thing. Don't dick around. Wear a mask. Be safe. Take care of one another. It's simple. It is so simple. And because I'm getting worried about the the outbreaks and the spikes and everything. Especially after we saw Disease of Palooza on the South Lawn of the White House the other day. I mean, that sucks. That sucks bad. So, anyway, that's all I got. Just, uh, you know, believe the science. They're rubbing it in our faces. It fucking sucks. Yeah, just believe the science. Stop dicking around. And, and, you know, that's it. That's it. All right, Miles, or or Michelle, uh, you're you're next. What what do you got? Uh, I don't have much fun. Uh, Everybody just, you know, take a deep breath if you have to. Sit back. You know, step back if you have to. 
um, do whatever it is to, to keep yourself sane, but do not forget to vote. Drag somebody else out to vote if you can. If you, if you can't go outside, make sure you have your mail-in ballot or your absentee ballot. Yeah. Um, don't let them say that, you know, uh, a, 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 a corona, the coronavirus is not a valid me- means, a valid reason why you should not vote by absentee. You know, that is ridiculous. That is a life-threatening, you know, uh, you, you do not need to put your life on the line to vote unless you absolutely have to. If you do, stay safe and don't let these at, these jerks bully you. Because they're going to be out there, they're going to be bullies, and we can't we, we we can't let them get away with it. I agree a thousand percent on that. Miles, what do you got? Well, I, I would have had some good news, but Curtis did such a good job with his talking about good news with his final party chart. He stole my thunder, so I got nothing. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry, and uh, you're no. welcome. <laughs> No, I got it's good. You know, as late as it is, I got to work tomorrow, so I'm good. Nothing else. Uh, Be safe. Uh, get tested. I mean, and don't ignore the symptoms of your body. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, yeah. Like I said, and and be good to one another. Uh, be good to one another. Be kind. Uh, don't be a dickhead and go out and. I don't know, shoot innocent protesters or anything like that. And yeah. and buy toys and watch movies and watch TV and love the one you're with. I don't know. See you later. So we'll see you next okay. week, guys. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to jump in there. Oh, oh no, Sue. Last yeah. deadline to register online to vote is Monday, October 5th. Do it now. Just do it oh, now. Oh, fuck around. Yeah. The, I forgot about it. The deadline to register online to vote is October, Monday, October 5th, 2020. The deadline for registering by mail to vote has got to be postmarked by October 5th, 2020. So you can do it and then get yourself ice cream. You can do it. And I'm so sorry, Suze. I I, I was taking your, you your the last thing. I didn't forget you. I thought the last thing you said was the parting shot, but I was wrong. Anything else you want to add, Suze? I want people to register to vote. That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> Ever. Ever. All right. So. Chuck okay. and Ducky. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chuck and Ducky. Rest in peace, Herman Cain. You should have had better friends. All right. Uh, thank you, Suze. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Curtis. Great show tonight. We'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. end of the world, perhaps. Even worse. Game over, man. Game over. Fasten all seatbelts. Seal all entrances and exits. Close all shops in the mall. Cancel the three-ring circus. Secure all animals to the zoo. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. Five. Get out! Get out of there! Get out! One. Ah, shuck it, ducky!